0: Hey, Lucy, good to see you again.
1: What the hell's her problem? She doesn't remember who you are, brah.
0: Oh, yeah. I suck at this job.
2: Welcome. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Andrew. Today, we're going to be talking about 50 first dates, how we even forgetful Lucy is someone Sandler wants to grow old with, and the undeniable electricity of Drew and Adam continues. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces, and let's break it down on the Post Credit Podcast.
3: Well, I mean, and the funny thing is, I truly believe, and I'm not saying Cheers is less is not as good as Frasier, but I think Frasier probably did way better in everything than Cheers did. Yeah, I'm not saying Cheers is a bad show because I love Cheers, but but I mean Frasier, I think just did it better.
2: Yeah, you know? I do. I mean, you know, more successful. Yeah, I, I I think I'm, you know, they are two different formats too. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. so I don't know. Um, let's uh, let's get into these top tens. All right. Um, uh, I, I want to go backwards. So me and me and Andrew, uh, we want to start doing uh, some top ten lists uh, every episode that we do, and this one is going to be since this is the last uh, of our Billy Madison or Billy Madison <laughs> of our Adam Sandler month, um, and we're still going to do more Adam Sandler oh, movies. Yeah, this is just like kind of our dedication talking about the mm-hmm. more popular Adam Sandler movies or whatever, but. Um, yeah, on this last episode, we're talking about first fifty first dates. Uh, but before we get into that, we're gonna go over our top ten list. So, uh, top ten Adam Sandler movies. What's your number ten? Eight Crazy Nights. Eight <clears throat> Crazy Nights. Now, here's I, I've seen a little bit of it, but I haven't yeah. seen the whole thing. I have to watch it every Christmas. Really? Because yeah. I know he does the voice of the old man too. The he does oh, the old vo- man that and, talks
3: like that. And his sister. He does the voice of his sister too. Oh,
2: okay, like a, a, a uh-huh. like a precursor to do, gi- to Jill from do, Jack and yeah, Jill. Yeah, he does
3: <laughs> he does actually do quite a few um, uh, voices in this film, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, I want to say, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he does a few voices. So.
2: Um, well, yeah, you know, obviously that's that's like, you know, he wanted to make a movie for, you know, the Jewish kids out there yeah. around Christmas time and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, so. Because, yeah, he,
3: he he does have a lot of Jewish undertones in all his movies, you know. I mean, obviously he's Jewish, you know, but but he, he seems to kind of incorporate it quite often, but it's he doesn't really make fun of it. If you notice, like, he doesn't really make fun of, you know, he, he'll make fun of almost anything, but that's... That's definitely something he doesn't really make fun of.
2: Yeah. You know, like his Jewish faith. I think he's proud of it. I think he's proud of it, and he just, you know, he incorporates it and stuff. You know, he wears his uh, yarmulke whenever he can Mm. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, My number 10 is Billy Madison. Okay. I, I understand it's a classic... Uh, but, you know, when I start watching it, like, it only takes about three or four fart jokes into the movie where I start rolling my eyes, you know. It was before that, like, he he really put some substance in with his potty humor, where but it was he, just he, potty humor.
3: But he had, I mean, it was one of his only movies he did with Chris Farley. You know what I mean? That, that like, he really, that Chris Farley was a part of one of his films. That right, was, and I understand that. He was starring that. in, and I think... That's what kind of right makes it a little important. Fired. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's what kind of makes it an imp- an important film for Adam Sandler and for as a viewer because, again, it's the the only movie he did with Chris Farley, I
2: believe. Yeah, not entirely true. Where where he's the main main character, basically. And also has Sonya Blade. Yeah, that's Bridget, true. Bridget Wilson. For and, those that, that that don't know, she's
3: and don't you get like the real she has a crush? And you also get the re like the actual. Introduction to the Steve Buscemi <clears throat> of the Sandlerverse.
2: Well, yeah, like him, um, he would be the one of the first reoccurring um, people in yeah. it. it. wasn't Alan Covert wasn't until Happy Gilman, Well, Man, he was right? in Airheads, technically. Well, yeah, I know Steve Buscemi was. Yeah. But, I mean, really, the, yeah. when the, you start doing the Happy Madison type yeah. things, I don't know. <sighs> we can move on. Uh, what's your number nine? My number nine is Anger Management. Anger Management yeah. uh, with uh, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Who was the female lead in that? I keep forgetting. Marissa Tomei. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. That was that was a pretty good movie. Uh, like I said, I think that's a movie that I've only seen once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen it all the way through. I pretty much, for the most part, enjoyed it. When you get somebody like Adam Sandler with his anger issues and you get somebody like Jack Nicholson who always has that like underlying anger somewhere deep within him and everything. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. It's a very pinnacle movie. Together. I
3: think it's a very, uh, it's also an important movie too because it's just, it's classic Jack Nicholson with classic Adam Sandler, the the more calmed down version, the older version of, uh, of Sandler you know, not not like this one that he did with Chris Rock, uh, what, that week, or I don't even know. I watched it last night and I was just like, ugh. Uh,
2: wait, Chris Rock, where their kids were marrying each other? Or something yeah, like that.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. But
2: I watched that last night and I was just like, man, this is a
3: depressing side of Adam Sandler that I don't like. You that know what was I mean?
2: him in the, the Chris Rock movie? Yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, Chris Rock was like this all star, superstar. Uh, surgeon, but horrible father, and then, you know, Adam Sandler was a great father, even to Chris Rock's father. But he was just—you mean to Chris Rock's kid? Because yeah, Chris Rock's kid. He he was he was a great dad to both of them, but or and all his kids and everything. But when it came to his success in life in general, you know, like so, I'm the Adam
2: Sandler, and that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I'm just know, kidding. Yeah,
3: I, but it just you know, Chris Rock was like, well, you know, I gave up all that you know, being a father so I could be successful
2: in my career. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of around the, the anger management time and it, all that it really, that so. yeah, and Yeah.
3: Well, that one came out in 2018. I think uh, anger management came out a lot earlier than that, but it was still, it was just kind of like a pinnacle Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler right before he just kind of, he got some serious weirdness going on and then he came back to us, you know, when he started doing movies with... <laughs> Barrymore Moore and come back and, to and us Adam stop in, yeah. doing those serious yeah, things it was that was make you right cry before, yeah, come right back to the body one. humor yeah and, and, and plus with all the all those the the characters in that movie was just it was phenomenal we get john tuttorio again
2: yeah see that's what i'm saying i don't remember the movie enough to be able to yeah to talk about it or who was in it or whatever but, is, but i do remember it being yeah. pretty good and i remember the weird slow mo with jack Nicholson going <laughs> you know, like that, whenever yeah. he's, like, with the girl or whatever. And
3: it's not a Sandler-verse uh, movie, technically speaking, and and it's got... Uh,
2: Even if it was having in it too. So we got an email from a, a listener, Isaiah, and he was talking about how, um, you know these movies we've been doing aren't technically some of them aren't technically Happy yeah, Madison yeah, Productions we know that. as far as like Mr. Deeds and everything yeah. like that because the very first one was obviously uh, it was um, uh, I think it was The Animal it was a Rob Schneider movie Yeah. maybe it was wait what was what was the other Rob Schneider movie Deuce Bigelow I think it was Deuce Bigelow yeah, yeah I think that was the first uh, Happy Madison one but we're, we're more meaning Happy Madison-style production. Yeah, because, Where I mean, it's again— Adam Sandler movie yeah. and all its friends and everything. Real quick, my, my number nine Sorry. is— No, you're good. i uh, just trying to blow through these. Uh, my number nine is Airheads. Okay. And that's, you know, obviously you have Steve Buscemi, but you also have, you know, Brendan Fraser— Good thing um, you
3: said Sandler movie top 10 because that that one's kind of out of the Sandler universe in a way. It know? is,
2: it is. But, it's not um, a
3: starring role. No,
2: it isn't. But I had to put it in there because yeah. I enjoy watching it every oh, once in yeah. a while. And like, it was it was before Adam Sandler, you know, really hit a stride. He was yeah. still trying to figure things out. So in this movie, he is a very... Um, you know, very shy, timid type of person, mm-hmm. very soft-hearted guy. I think he's like the drummer or something. But yeah, yeah he is. he's he's very just like soft, timid and just like, you know, and there's a romantic subplot with him and I think one of the kidnappees and all that kind of stuff, but
3: uh, if you've never seen the movie and you don't intend to watch the movie, okay?
2: Um, but what if they do intend? Don't don't say a spoiler cuz they might intend I'm to. So
3: confused. Here,
2: let's just move on.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, well, no, no. I mean, I'm I'm just saying, if you've if you've never seen this movie, at least watch the scene where him and um, uh, Alan Culver are outside. Now, a cop, and it's just him outside, and he starts doing the robot. Where he's kind of, he thinking Alan Culvert's matching every single thing he does. Like, it's almost like a mirror, because he's an, obviously an the Oh, that
2: was Alan Culvert? Yes, that was oh, Alan Culvert. Oh, okay, yeah, it was. He was a cop. Because I was like, was he in that movie? Yes. I was like, I remember him being in that movie, but I just realized that maybe yes. he was in that movie.
3: Yes, watch that scene with between them, because... Adam Sandler is like bar none this is the Adam Sandler that we all enjoy
2: because he's an idiot. oh I do remember that scene yeah whenever they were talking with the negotiators or whatever and he's kind of like <laughs> and he
3: tries to do the robot yeah, and the cop's like he to run back in and, and everything like, yeah. what? what's your number
2: 8 my number 8 is I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry oh that was a good one I don't know why I didn't put that on my list yeah it touched on a bunch of
3: sensitive stuff but it, it did it so good I thought that's why I actually enjoyed this, this type of movie and and besides the fact of being an Adam Sandler movie, um, I mean, you get the real introduction
2: to having um, Kevin James. That was the first time Kevin yeah. James had a star because with this Adam Mo- Sandler. This movie yeah. we we're talking about today, Fifty First Dates, is the first appearance of Kevin James. Yes, and it's before he started really getting popular outside of TV. Yeah. So they must have been friends from earlier on or something like that because the ghost was- of
3: Chris Farley came to him and said, "This is this is me and reincarnated."
2: <laughs> well, my number eight was Uncut Gems, and okay. I know you haven't seen it. No, I have
3: not seen it. And, and Again, as big of a, a Sandler fan as I am, I have not seen it, but I've been waiting to find the right time.
2: I to. will say, it's like the movie is more about the movie than it is Adam Sandler. You know, whereas most Adam Sandler movies are about Adam Sandler, yeah, this one is more about the movie and more about the plot and everything. But he uh, he just gives an amazing performance. I've never I've never seen uh, Adam Sandler do anything like this. Even in Punch Drunk Love, he was just a little different than I, he is here. And it's the most stressful movie, or at least top. So it'll give, give me anxiety. anxiety. It's stressful. something
3: I don't want to watch. Then,
2: well, yeah, but here's the thing: if you understand, look, there's only going to be for two hours, and it does give you a release at the end and everything yeah. of all your stress. But that movie, it's like it's like you just ruined it for me. It's like filmmaking genius in the in the way that it builds the suspense, and you're just like, by the end, you're just like, oh my God. I'm
3: gonna ha- I'm gonna have to look at that movie differently though. When I watch it, I'm gonna have to look at it as as being. You know, not not a Sandler fan, but just a movie fan in general. Yeah, watch the movie and then make my my decisions afterwards because I I feel like if I go into it watching it like I'm a Sandler fan because
2: then you're gonna be waiting then, for him to exactly. do any, uh, some of the Sandlerisms.
3: Yeah. So if
2: you look at it and say, okay, watch I know ready. that he's not gonna do any of that. This is a uh, finally, a, you know, yeah. one of the one of the rare Sandler movies I can t- try to take him seriously in and everything. Then you watch it, you're gonna get a good experience. What's yeah. your uh, what's your seven?
3: Okay, it's uh, one that you're not a fan of, but I love, and that's My Boy.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. I I,
3: I love anything Andy Samberg does and anything Adam Sandler does, I'll watch. It's very hard to find either of those actors in a film that I don't like, Mm -hmm. and to have both of them in the same film, who I, I kind of feel like Andy Samberg is the reincarnation of Adam Sandler, in my own opinion. Yeah. Um, just a little bit more toned, toned down, I guess you could say, but it was just, it's so hilarious. And the fact that he has a new kids on the block tattoo on his back with a bunch of stretched alien heads.
2: (laughs) Well, Adam, Adam Saylor is more about the punchline. Yes. Whereas, um, you know, Andy Samberg, a lot of his is the physicality of it, his yeah. face, the the facial expressions he yeah. does, and the way he reacts to something, just like real offhandedly, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So but they're, yeah, they're, they're both th- they're
3: both impressionists. Uh, you know, they impersonate other actors and things like that so well. But the problem is, is they can't. They're not like some of these other uh, people that do impressions that can do thousands of different people. Yeah. They're they're kind of pigeonholed, just like with Andy Samberg does a Mar- Mark Wahlberg yeah. impression. But that's really, you know, he's very good at impressions, and so is Sandler,
2: I think. Yeah, Uh, Mine is Waterboy. My number seven is Waterboy. Um, I really like Waterboy. It's just not up there in the top five for me. Yeah, yeah. Just because, like, you know, you obviously, we obviously know he's doing a voice. Yeah. To that, there's been certain movies where I can just... Watch it and accept it. This one, I feel like throughout the whole movie, I, I'm aware that he's doing a voice.
3: But Kathy and Bates doing was a character so amazing in this movie, though. Yeah, I know. I'm but, meaning. I mean,
2: it was so far that way. Yeah. yeah almost like, that's my yeah. boy. It was so far that way where it almost kind of like, like made me go, uh, oh, this is getting annoying. And, you and know, it gets grating Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah this is
3: my number six, so we can still talk about this. Okay. So number well, six is Waterboy. Yeah. Now, now, I think the problem with Waterboy, it, it is still in my top six, obviously, but- my problem with Water is I felt like he was just like, hey, okay, let's see how stupid we can make a movie, how dumb and just absolutely outlandish. Makes, outlandish does not make any sense out of uh, anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 let's make a movie so stupid and see if people actually enjoy. It. And guess what? People enjoyed it. Of
2: course, because it was Adam Sandler was in the like the his peak day. I I always say like Big Daddy right yeah. around that area. That time was when like he was at Little Nicky and all that kind of stuff. that's when he was like peak. By the way, I don't have Little Nicky on here. I do, you know. I do. Okay, but I enjoy that movie a lot. Uh, I just wouldn't have it on here. there's there's a couple things in it that make me go, uh, I, I can't make it one of my yeah, favorites or yeah. whatever, but but yeah, uh, waterboy uh, between Kathy Bates between all the Sandler uh, cameos happy yeah, exactly. that's the first
3: time we get that. and right?
2: it is the first time we get the redneck Rob Schneider, who always <laughs> plays uh, what what is deemed nowadays as offensive stereotypical <laughs> characters. I don't agree with that assessment, but no. whatever. Uh, but yeah, so he's
3: a minority too,
2: right? He is, so, but so you know, it's just uh, yeah. I guess so, he feels we, like he's allowed to do that. Yeah, I think we should get into him someday. Yeah. But anyway, so so then you your six was 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 Waterboy. Correct, correct. Yeah, about good old Bobby Boucher. Uh, um, my number six is Bulletproof.
3: Oh, I forgot about that one. I forgot to put that one on there. I love that movie.
2: I love that movie, but it's the last one that I have on the list that's not really Happy Madison style. Uh, The rest are all Happy Madison style. But, I mean, I had to put that on there because I just remember watching it when I was younger and seeing that you know Adam Sandler was more like the cool one getting away with stuff Yeah. and Damon Wayans was the one having to put up with him Stuck and everything up one, yeah and uh, it was kind of like a flip because usually Adam Sandler's the one that has to deal with the annoyance yeah. in the movie or whatever well i got
3: to i got to say that probably was my first introduction He's to adam sandler really it's kind of sandler, like an anti hero really. in that movie too yeah yeah too. i mean besides like airheads you know i i kind of feel like that was more of a my first introduction to adam sandler like
2: him you know and Damon Wayans were good oh, man. I, I, I'm kind of irritated they didn't find a way to sequelize that you know make at least a sequel or a trilogy out of it yeah because those two together were were you, amazing
3: you know you know what they should do for this sequel hmm. put Jim Carrey in it and Damon Wayans and just do Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans. I mean, they—they—they worked. They, uh, they I know, they worked, they prime, I know I but they worked together back in the
2: day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in Living Color. Yeah, in Living Color. They, you know that was good. I remember Blank Man, oh, with, man. with Damon Wayans and stuff, where and the, he made the, the, the fire sheets. chief. They made the sheet as his cape and everything. <laughs> yeah, like that. I'm Blank Man. You know, there, he, had, he had his glasses.
3: Oh, I know. And then Jim Carrey doing like uh, the fire uh,
2: fire marshal Bill. Fire marshal Bill. Yeah. yeah. When he let his teeth show like that, fire Marshall Bill. All right, top five. What's number five? All right, uh, l- number five. I have a little Nikki. Okay. Now that movie was interesting to me because Pod did the soundtrack. That's for the it main reason I like the movie. And uh, you know, Lucas was into that, and we were kind of into that, and all that kind of. And, but I mean, it also has like Zebra Head. It yeah. has Three Eleven. It had you know the soundtrack for that. Uh, that that soundtrack, even Blindside, I think was on that. But I mean, the soundtrack for Little Nicky alone was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, Incubus was in it. You had Filter things. doing Photograph. You yes. know, do you want to take my picture? I,
3: I just thought again that one was pretty pretty ridiculous as well. You know, I mean, with just oh yeah, that, I,
2: I almost say that's the most outlandish because I mean, he's literally the son of the devil. And yeah, it's, but, but it's played in a cartoonish way. Yeah, yeah. You know? But then you
3: had like you know you have some big name actors in this film too. And you got
2: like the the guy who played his dad in, in Fifty First Dates as like the little uh, <laughs> clerical guy for the devil. You had... uh, Adolf Hitler, who gets Mr. Blonde. Who's Mr. Blonde in Reservoir Dogs? Um, Oh. The the main... uh, He's a very popular actor. Anyways, he played the devil.
3: Oh, it's on the tip of my... um,
2: Yeah. And then... uh, But then you have um, uh, Rodney Dangerfield playing the devil's dad. Uh Like, one of them was, like, named Satan and the other was Lucifer. I don't know. But then we
3: also had Patricia Arquette in it, too.
2: You know what uh, I mean? yeah Playing yeah the and, main and, and, female role which is weird because she plays something completely opposite than what she does she plays this like nerdy girl with glasses really soft spoken you remember that? Yeah,
3: and then she plays in um maybe that's where she got the stigmata. Harvey Cotellus. Harvey Cotellus, what I was trying you know, to think of. Okay, we want to apologize to
2: people out there. <laughs> this guy is a legend and we could not come up with this. Here's name. the thing. We we have all this knowledge yeah. in us. It's just sometimes you have one of those bad days where I just can't think of the name. I you know, I know it and I've said He's it probably one of the a greatest times. actors of all maybe time. even at one time they were my favorite actor. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes I just won't remember the name. Okay, we gotta get past this. Okay. Uh not my number five is Happy Gilmore. Don't okay. have to say much about it because We've reviewed it already. i disappointed um, in you. Great movie, but I just, I had to at least put it in my top five. Yeah. But there are four other movies that, and I'm talking about like these top five are like the ones that I will watch over and over and over. Oh, no yeah. problem with. The other ones I'll watch every once in a while. You know, Waterboy, I'll watch every once in a while. Uncut Gems, I haven't seen since the first time I saw mm-hmm. it. Nor maybe I've seen it. No, I only saw it the first the, the first yeah. time. So, you know, different things like that. Billy Madison, I won't really watch that much, but it's iconic. So I had to put it at number ten. But yeah, Happy Gilmore, it's all right. Uh, I just watched these other four before I would watch it. Yeah. So uh, what's your what's your number four? Did you already give me your number five?
3: Mm, yes,
2: L- Little Nicky. No, Little Nicky. Okay. What's your number four?
3: Uh, Billy Madison. Okay. <laughs> I did put it. I didn't want to put it all the way up on the list. I mean, I know it's his kind of uh, his preview to Adam Sandler, you know, type film, but it just—it was good, but like you said, it's just kind of one of those ones I could probably watch every couple Is it because years. Because it has it's no big deal. Veronica Vaughn, so hot, <laughs>
4: want to touch the hiney? Yeah, oh, wait, I you don't can't know. say that it, anymore. It,
3: it kind of got a little <laughs> weird for me because it was just there was lots of kids in this movie, and then. It,
2: and then they have a people. strip study session, st- strip yeah. study session, as well as a perverted Steve Buscemi principal. and a Steve Buscemi who's gonna yeah. shoot a bunch of people, and, and, and the perverted wrestler principal who, it's, yeah, it's really was, weird. It who played kind of, who played the child advocacy person, uh-huh, Big C- Daddy. for CPS? Yeah, it's really weird. It's
3: kind of weird. I mean, if you really think about this movie, you're just kind of like, okay, this there's some creepy stuff, you know, with, with the way it was. But I mean, I guess it worked great for him. Yeah.
2: My number four is Mr. 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 Deeds, which we just did last week. Those of you who thought we did uh, Punch Drunk Love, go listen to our Punch Drunk Love episode. It is a hidden episode. Uh, We actually, it's an April Fool's episode. We actually did Mr. Deeds on that one. So if you get a chance to listen to that and you don't want to listen to Punch Drunk Love, go listen to that.
3: Well, I wanted to add to that my... Mr. D's is probably my three and a half, 3.5. Before, Stop making out with your mic. Well, before uh,
2: Milli- Billy
3: Madison and then after my number three, which is Wedding Singers.
2: Okay, so your number three is, uh, wait, your no- okay, your number three is Wedding Singer? Correct. Okay, obviously we've already talked about that as well. Um, I have that as my number two, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll just get my number three out of the way. My number three was Big Daddy. Um, It it almost moved up and bumped Wedding Singer out of the top spot when we redid it this day. That's crazy. I just can't. I can't do it. I I can't put an Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore classic... Uh, Below it That's why my top two Are obviously Drew Barrymore movies But Big Daddy But you liked uh, The Wedding Singer Was your number three right Correct Correct. Okay. Which
3: is kind of funny If you think about it I did not put uh, Big Daddy on my list at all I love the film I love the film But there's just so many good ones It's just so many good ones And then And you know Big Daddy is Probably I'll give it number 11 I'll let Big Daddy have number
2: 11 an honorary, an uh, honorable Correct. mention, just like three point five in uh, um jackass, two point yeah, five yeah, or that, whatever, something like that. Yeah. So uh, okay, well, okay. So you got what? What's your number two? Fifty first dates. Okay, I got that as my number one. And okay. what's your number one? Happy Gilmore, baby. Happy Gilmore, all the way. All right. Yeah, I got Fifty First Dates as my number one, and Wedding Singer is my number two. I got my two Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler's up top. Blended is really good. It's just not as rewatchable as a lot of these others. I probably put Blended within, you know. So let me ask you this: 11, take 12, away the Billy,
3: so. uh, take away Drew Barrymore from Adam Sandler films. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying that that could ever be done or should ever be done. I'm yeah. just saying take that away. How would your list look then?
2: Well, I would then we would have to take away the movies Fifty First Date and Wedding Singer, correct? Because um, I couldn't imagine those movies with a different person in. Right, it. Right, right. I, I right. just wouldn't be able to fathom that. So, uh, altogether, um, Big Daddy would have to be up there. Big Daddy. W- would, it would it just be moved up, or would would it be it
3: kind would, of rearranged a little bit?
2: It would probably be. Uh, it would probably be Big Daddy, uh, somewhat moved up. There might be a couple things moved around. Um, just because I put some in lower spots because the two Drew Barrymores were the were the top two or whatever, but
3: so I mean besides you know ratings and, and looking at statistics and things like that, but all in all, what do you think Sandler's greatest movie? And what do you think you know other people think is his greatest movie? Mainly, you know,
2: it, that's a loaded question because you know the most important movie I think for him was Happy Gilmore okay. or Billy Madison. I, I think you can kind of yeah. interchange those okay. two. It's okay. about the same time or whatever. Get it. Because that was life-changing for him because yeah. then he found his niche. Right. You know, he, fi- he found where his sweet spot is and whether he got panned by critics or whatever, he stuck with it and he's super rich now and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Well, do you think it's a generational
3: um, thing or do you think it's like...
2: I think like, his best movies are uncut gems in 51st Days. right. I mean, right. obviously okay. we're talking about acting. If we're talking about funny moments and everything... Uh, Mr. Deeds may be funnier than Big Daddy, you know. So, you know, like, I enjoy Big Daddy more because it's yeah. got a lot of heart and stuff. But then yeah. Mr. Deeds is actually funnier, I think, than Mr. Uh, than Big Daddy. So, I mean, you have to kind of interchange, like, well, what do you think is his funniest? Well, if we're not talking about, you know, Drew Barrymore movies or whatever, or I don't know, it's it's. I think his funniest. Have to think about that. In a my lot opinion,
3: longer. his funniest film, like that, just made me laugh the entire time. Is that's my boy. I just could
2: wow. not stop laughing in that movie. That shows how the difference between us because I, I was sitting I there rolling my eyes and I i think I actually turned it I off. I just thought
3: but. it was so – I mean, it was very vulgar, don't get me wrong, but it was just so hilarious. But well, I guess my question before, I was trying to ask, say, if we were walking down the street and, and asking somebody to, hey, what's your favorite, you know, Adam Sandler movie? And I truly believe – I mean, in my household at least, if you were to ask anybody in my family, they're going to tell you Fifty First dates.
2: Yeah, you know. yeah, and and you know, gun to my head, I'm gonna say Fifty First Days because yeah. that's my all time favorite Adam Sandler movie, mm-hmm. um, and and it was reaffirmed when I watched it again this weekend and yeah. and again earlier this week because <laughs> I watched it twice, which is something I haven't done for this show, but I had yeah. to because I just enjoyed it so much. I mean, it got to the point where I started watching this at work a little bit, yeah, and I had to stop because I'm like, I can't concentrate on it here, <laughs> and and the first five minutes already had me laughing so much that i just i just stopped like no, you know, it, she's like
3: why didn't you tell me you were in the cia so so yeah and with, with this movie it's it's very um i don't think adam Sand i mean don't get me wrong again it's number two on my list you know what i mean right. this movie but it uh it really just doesn't you know adam sandler's not the funniest part of this movie i
2: feel like I no, feel- I mean I'd say like Rob Schneider, yeah,
3: or even Drew Barrymore is hilarious and in this movie. Drew Barrymore is you know, pretty you know, funny,
2: scenes. but I mean it's it's not all about the comedy in this movie. No, this is not. this is a a true rom com. Yeah, you know a, a you know whereas the other ones, his other movies, I would say they're more Happy Madison style. Uh-huh. You know, we're making up our own terms here. It's fine. So you yeah. know our own, it, it, I would say it's like a happy those Happy Madison type movies where it was more about. Uh, Adam Sandler's com- whereas you have movies like Big Daddy or this where it's about the story first and then the Happy Madison comedy and different things are kind of added to mm-hmm. it yeah and they're like more secondary yeah um, but you know it, this movie uh, it's I I decided after I finished watching it I had this huge grin on my face and yeah. I was like this has got to be this I think it's my favorite rom com too yeah it used to be things like you know my best friend's wedding yeah. or a different you know there's a couple others that I had in there. Um, but Fifty First Days has got to be my favorite rom com now. Uh, it it just
3: it's such. I mean, it hits all different points. You know what I mean? You got the comedy, you got the drama, you got the romance, you got the, you know, you you've got you know even awareness to disabilities in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and, and, and not even some, real disabilities. That a, sound made up, right? Right, and 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 but you got you got you know a knowledge of it and, and of somebody that you know because Drew Barrymore didn't play. She didn't play like an injured animal, I guess you could say. Like, you think that she, she would act, you know, when she finds everything out, she'd just act like an injured animal. But in this role, she didn't f- She didn't play like an injured animal. And, you know, like, like with, with Wedding Singer, she kind of played, you know, halfway through the movie, played kind of an injured animal in a sense where, you know, it was just like she was just on her seat waiting for some sort of emotional rush where in this one she just – I mean, again, you know, yeah, because of her mental dis- uh, disorder, she was just kind of really wasn't like a uh, she was a strong force in this movie.
2: Yeah. And that's what uh, what I like about Drew Barrymore is that in her roles and I don't know if it's just because of her or the directors that work with her or what, but in her roles, she's OK with being vulnerable. She can be a tough ass chick, mm-hmm. you know, and like yeah. Boys on the Side and, and you know Mad Love or or, or different different movies, you know. Santa Clarita Diet, <laughs> different things like yeah. She you know she could be a tough chick, uh, Charlie's Angels and yeah. everything, but even in that she's kind of sweet, you know. Yeah. And and she she's she's like in a lot of her. I mean, ever since she was Gertie in yeah. in E.T., mm-hmm. she's had that lisp, that sweet voice, and that sense of innocence. Now her past is not innocent no, at all. No, no, no. Um, you know, but I mean, she's always had that air of vulnerability, that yeah. that air of innocence about her that I've always loved, and that 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 she's okay with. And it's like it's just because she's a female doesn't mean we have to try to make her stronger than 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 what yeah. needs to be or whatever. It's it's okay to make her this this sweet, vulnerable, um, um, woman.
3: Well, she's sweet and vulnerable, but at the same time, like you were saying, she's tough. But I, I, it just goes to show, you know, her chops. I mean, she she's a damn good actress. I mean, extremely well at her trade. You know, what I mean, she she does such an excellent job at her trade, and the fact that you know she could play different types of roles, but all in all, kind of associate that that wholesome and cutie, and uh, just seems like they're having fun no matter what they're doing. Type actress. You know what I mean? Right. And I just, I just kind of feel like she she just really uh, embodies that wholesome, you know, actress. And again, you know, I mean, that's why she's so successful. Because it doesn't matter what she does. She's usually pretty darn successful in what she does. Yeah, she, does she have a little bit of a niche? Yeah, a little bit of the rom-com niche. She's got that uh, going for her. But at the same time, she can, ser- she can still play serious, damage roles. She can play life of the party. She can play a tough... Uh, bad chick doing, you know, Charlie's Angels flips and, and shooting guns and all kinds of fun stuff, and then, you know, go and do, you know, uh, Never Been Kissed or something like yeah. that. You know, go from one to the other, such such drastic difference.
2: Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, she she's she's a force of nature. That's what I like to yeah. call Drew Barrymore. She is a true force of nature, kind of like uh, Sandra Bullock's character yep. in the movie Force of Nature, yeah. uh, or
3: anything she does for that matter. But yeah, yeah
2: she she's just I, she is. She I, I can't help but smile when I see Drew Barrymore. It's not an attraction thing either. I mean, yeah. obviously she's absolutely gorgeous and everything. Yeah. But you know, you know me, I, I'm not. You know, I the blonde thing or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's. It's one of these things where I, I the, her smile makes me smile, her laugh makes me laugh. The, these and you know I'm sure that's not with everybody, but you have that person every once in a while. And there's there's a few actors out there like that where you just you know they click with you. Something about them, and it's not about the the attraction, or at least not just about the attraction. It's just that person clicks with you, and that person portrays characters in a way that speaks to you. Yeah. Um, this movie, obviously, we're doing today, It's called Fifty First Dates. Uh, came out in 2004. It was directed by uh, Peter Siegel, uh, written by George Wing. This guy George Wing, he did I couldn't find much on him. It, it's really like Fifty First Dates yeah. is like the only thing that he's done. That's that's from what I've seen. But Peter Siegel, um, and and notice I didn't say t- Tim Hurley because there's yeah. no writing credit for Tim Hurley This is like the first movie, all month that we've done where he didn't at least say, hey, let me write a few things. But in there it, but it, it for felt
3: it. like a story that I mean I'm sure that must mean that Adam Sandler probably has a lot more. Invested into the story and the writing than we it's think. It's
2: probably like uncredited or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this Peter Segal though uh, he, he's directed a lot of stuff. Um, he did the last uh, Naked Gun movies. Uh or Segal. Uh, you know nobody nobody cares. I, I, I love it.
3: those <laughs> Naked Gun movies.
2: Those, those <laughs> seriously. I I, Seagal, I, I, I think. I yeah, but, but he just did the third one. Yeah, um, but he also did Tommy Boy. He did um, Nutty Professor 2. He did Mm. Anger Management. Yep. Uh, Obviously, he did this one. He did The Longest Yard. Mm. Uh, So, a few Adam Sandler movies. He also did Get Smart with Steve Carell, which I love. I love that movie. And I think The Rock is hilarious in it and uh, does a great job. Uh, Grudge Match uh, and a few others, um, but those are, like, the more popular ones. So, you know, he's a pretty pretty prolific um, uh, comedy director. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, anyways, uh, obviously, this movie uh, stars uh, Adam Sandler as Henry Roth. It stars Drew Barrymore as Lucy Whitmore. Uh, this movie also stars uh, Rob Schneider, uh, Sean Astin, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Amy Hill, Alan Covert, Blight Clark, Maya Rudolph, uh, Peter Dante is back again. Jonathan Lafran, you know, we got the same type of crew back, yeah. And and more more in the spotlight is obviously again Rob Schneider as Ula. Yeah. Um, which you know he's gotten a lot of controversy with his certain characters that he do that he does. Some people say that it's you know racist type of characters, stereotypical yeah. characters. You know, I, I you know I see it as you know ever since Shakespeare's time, you know we've been having you know men doing women's parts yeah. and different things like that. Mm-hmm. You know that's what acting is. It's somebody else doing the, the doing a portrayal of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I try you know I don't like to look at the whys or whatever but um why just, ask why yeah just to get into the plot real quick before we get into everything else you know the plot has to do with um uh drew barrymore has a condition uh, it's it's called enterograde uh and am, uh amnesia i think is what it's called um and uh it's it's one of these things where um you can't create new memories you keep all your your long-term memories mm-hmm. uh, but you can't you can't uh recall new memories you yeah. can so basically the the way it's explained the way i read is that your body your brain stores them mm-hmm. your body receives them and stores the memories but they can't be recalled mm-hmm. so you have them there but they're just you can't recall them in your conscious okay so it's not like you're not creating them you know you you have your short term memories and then when you sleep your short term get turned into long term memories mm-hmm. whatever um so uh, there's actually a couple real-life cases of this. Um, there's a woman named Lucy. Uh, there's a woman named Nikki. Uh, I think it's Pegram or something like that. Um, and she's like a real-life Lucy, but she's in England. And she has it, the grade amnesia. Um, but, you know, like if she'll take like little catnaps, then she can still re- retain yeah, the information from the day before, right. like if she only sleeps for about an hour, I'm kind of wondering if it's like
3: just a serious blank slate, like Drew Barrymore in this movie, or is it is it like ninety percent of it,
2: maybe? What do you mean blank slate? Well,
3: with this disease, you know, because it is a real thing, but you know, what I'm saying is, is I wonder if it's exactly
2: like Drew Barrymore's
3: yeah. character, where it's like literally a clean white. That's what slate. they say.
2: They, they say it's it's be like like she'll remember um, you know, her significant others or whatever, but she won't remember any anything. So it does wipe the slate then. Yeah, basically. like it's explained as the, their brains are able to encode new memories and store those memories, but the memories are made inaccessible to that person. In other mm. words, you know, the person doesn't realize that the memories are there and that they exist. Yeah. But they are. Yeah. Which is why we have a little bit of that Put in there with the paintings at the end. Mm-hmm. So um, there's also a character in this movie called uh, Ten, uh, Ten Second, second Tom, uh, based off of this other guy, uh, and, and he's like the the, se- uh, the seven second guy. His really? name is his name is Clive Wearing. Uh, he used to be a composer, but he got a virus that destroyed parts of his brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know when they have inter- you know they, they'll, they'll watch him and he plays the piano amazingly. He's yeah. playing like Bach and Beethoven, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And uh, you know they say you know to him afterwards, you know they're like, do you do you get emotional? Do you still get emotional when you played music? And remember, he had just played two minutes ago. And he yeah. goes, I haven't played or heard music since I've been sick, since I was sick years ago. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, you just played uh, something two minutes ago. He goes, not known to me. Huh. So it's got to be weird for that because when you talk to him about it, he's like, "I haven't heard music. I don't. I don't remember ever hearing music or ever playing it. Yeah, be- you just did it two minutes ago. I, I I've forgotten it by then. Yeah. You know. And I so that way, it's not just like you have a memory of forgetting something. Once you forget it, you no longer have memory that you've ever known that yeah. so I mean it's not just like forgetting the event it's just forgetting that you forgot the event yeah. so I mean it's like I haven't heard music yeah you just played this music it's unconscious to me
3: yeah
2: because I have no conscious recollection mm-hmm. and to go through life like that I mean it's uh, apparently they say you know like the family used to visit that guy Clive yeah. um, but they would come away from it just damaged emotionally yeah. and heartbroken and stuff and he would have no no recollection of it, no emotional impact on him whatsoever. So his family just stopped visiting him yeah. because it was too hard on the family, too emotional for them. Mm-hmm. And either way, it doesn't matter to the guy because he no- didn't remember that they came anyways. Yeah. So they had to just stop visiting him. And it's like, you know, that, that's that got to be one of those terrible things. And, and so now the Lucy one... Yeah, but it's pro- probably more terrible for
3: the family you know oh yeah and the yeah friends,
2: then, then it is actually for that person that that
3: person might be kind of you know it might be the only blessing they have with yeah. that you know involved yeah so. now
2: with the, the 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 lucy condition that's that's more conducive to a hollywood you know movie yeah. plot about you know love stories and stuff like that you know as said by henry in the movie this sounds like something i would make up so i didn't have to call a girl yeah. again so it sounds like a made-up thing it's 100 percent real it's 100 percent just like it is in the movie um, and, and that's what makes it so interesting. So you have something so tragic and so awful. How can it be in a, uh, a rom-com that I'm saying is my favorite rom-com? Uh-huh. How can it be in a sweet movie... Um, that's not just awful and has an awful ending. So that's what we're going to get into right now. So, yeah. uh, starts off with a bunch of uh, women talking about Henry Roth, and I've got to talk about this too. So go keep going. Yeah. So it talks all, uh, about a bunch of women who are talking about this guy who, who gave him a, a great uh, uh, <laughs> a great time in Hawaii. One even calls him Harry Paratesticles mm-hmm. um, and everything. But one of them is Jackie Sandler. I don't know if you His recognize wife, which yeah. one. The dental remember? assistant, or the dentist, which yeah, one, or whatever. Yeah. You think just because it's a woman, she was an assistant? No, no,
3: I Gosh, thought she was cleaning so teeth. I, I don't even.
2: I, have you ever gotten your teeth <laughs> actually cleaned by a dentist? No, exactly because they don't. Right on. So yeah, so they they go on and then they and then you know talking about Henry Roth and then of course we have our quick little first uh, Kevin James cameo. Where he's like, and I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's not the first time. It's the first time we've seen it with these movies yeah. that we've reviewed. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's like because I know it came before Chuck and Larry yeah. right, and Grown Ups and all the times that he was in those movies afterwards. And he didn't really do any Kevin James didn't do such a randomness else with him. TV.
3: You know, it's like he just kind of came along and just there. There you go. He, yeah, did, and he yeah.
2: fit the puzzle. You he, know, like I mean? you have all these actors or actresses that are kind of no name people, right? Yeah. Not famous except mm-hmm. for Jackie. Um, yeah. But then you have out of nowhere Kevin James, uh, a, at that time very popular TV actor yeah. for you know King of Queens King and different Boys. things. But I don't I know. know. So uh, what were you going to say about this? scene? Well, i got to take.
3: I, I think they could have left that that first ten minutes out of the film. Like totally, it didn't really <laughs> like him running away. Well, no, that was kind of funny. I mean, they could have left that part in there. But you know, just interviewing all these people that are having fun in in Hawaii, it was like. I just felt like it was unneeded. Like it it just really didn't do anything for the story. It didn't make I wouldn't like oh that's hilarious. I was just like, wait. This this movie's I've seen this movie before. I'm like, this doesn't really make any sense to have those those people at the beginning. Well, it's a good setup
2: it. to show Henry, to show that he obviously he makes up. He has a thing, right? He has okay. a thing where he only targets women that are vacationing there, so that he knows it could be a quick break, and they're going to go back to their home. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to try to live there. Nobody's going to try to date him. It's just quick and done and over with. So it is showing that that's kind of his thing, and he's got a trend in it. Yeah, there are probably some other ways you could show that, or but whatever. But he instantly he becomes like monogamous, that. like right away. Well, I mean, it's Drew Barrymore. Obviously, you? I mean, I,
3: I get that, <laughs> but I just felt like that it was just some unneeded. A in the movie I, I, I felt like the movie would have you know he, okay he was a player you know they were trying to say you know if he would have meant like some other girl came by and said you know that he had a thing for before he even met Drew Barrymore she came in and tried to you know throw in a a tornado there just to mess them up or something like that I could see that why they would play that at the beginning but we you know he literally as soon as he meets Drew Barrymore he becomes monogamous you yeah. know, like monogamous, and and so it's like, really, I mean that first part, you know the 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 very last girl before Drew Barrymore, you know he jumps on the, I'll give you twenty bucks, all right, Hey, you, you know how your nuts, bro, they're <laughs> killing me, man, let's hit it, yeah, but it's like it's like, you know that part that part was okay, okay, cool, cool, you know just maybe showing that he did have sort of a relationship before all this started. But the other stuff, I just I was like, man, I think it's just maybe it was a reason to bring his wife into a movie and play more of a talking
2: role. I don't know. I think you know it, it doesn't look like he or anybody his writing team had any writing credits. So this might have been one of those movies that were – it's a happy Madison, so it wasn't out of his control or whatever. I don't know. Just uh, an exposition scene to kind of set up who his character was. I suppose they could have done it a different way. Um, but
3: yeah, because we find out like okay, maybe that's said and it's trying to be stated that that's who his character was, but then you get to he becomes this like crazy romantic guy that then ends up you know stalking Drew Barrymore from what she says you know, but you know he does all these 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 well planned out ideas and and things throughout the movie you know, and it's like. That's not the same character that these women are saying that he is. So,
2: which Adam Sandler are we looking at right now, do you think? You know, we've we've talked about this. We've talked about Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore was an unlikable Adam Sandler. Yeah. And he turned, well, he was still unlikable by the end of those movies. But then The Wedding Singer, he was a likable guy throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Big Daddy, he was unlikable at the beginning, and then he was likable at the end. Um, and so he keeps having movies like that. Mr. Deeds, he was likable from the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, is this a likable from the beginning or unlikable? Because I, I maybe mine is different than what other he, people think.
3: When he jumps on that Ski-Doo from then on, I think he's the likable character. The one before, it's just like, oh, okay, well, I guess he used to be a scumbag, but he's not even
2: close But I don't think that. he's really a scumbag. I think, I think you know, yeah, he, he he sleeps with a lot of different people there, but those people are willing to do the sleeping as well one night stands right you know they're having a fling in Hawaii and they even get back and say oh it was just amazing I'll never forget my time you can tell that they all just you know they're all okay with it being a fling now the scummy thing is him making up these stupid excuses of why I wouldn't want to be there instead of just saying look I'm just a guy looking to have a good night and whatever and to say goodbye to you in the morning and everything. Are you down with that? So, I mean, yeah, he he comes up with these stupid things. So, you could say that, but... He generally seems to be a pretty good person. Yeah, I mean— you know, he, he's a veterinarian, and, uh, you know, uh, he cares for animals and all that kind of stuff.
3: You don't see a lot of psychopathic veterinarians, you know what I mean? So no, it's like, or it's people like, with anger
2: problems yeah, or whatever. He, it's just automatically set out that he's a good
3: guy. Like, I mean, he, he keeps—you know, that other guy, that uh, Rob Schneider's character probably could have got fired about 50 times even before we watched this movie. You know his character could have got fired for just all the garbage he does but adam sandler like kind of keep you know that's his buddy that's yeah. really like his only friend you yeah. know what i mean and so so he still keeps him on you know and and, him and alexa. alexa yeah but alexa you know the only reason he messes with her because she eats a sandwich you know but but
2: you know all played in all, by like, louisa Stress.
3: yes but but you know all all in all he's genuinely you know he he's our wedding singer type actor you know Happy Gilmore's kind of and the Mr. Deeds type guy
2: maybe not as good as Mr. Deeds was but yeah it's it's one of these guys and maybe not even as good as Robbie was in Wedding Singer because Robbie was very soft hearted and everything whereas yeah. this guy's kind of a woman but I mean you, you find he's out responsible in this yeah, movie you know? and you find out in a real quick scene oh he was he's like this because somebody cheated on him with her academic pro- advisor and so he like swore off all long term relationships I That's didn't much, catch that I didn't catch that yeah, part of the movie yeah because she remember she Said uh, Alexa was saying something like, "Was it some person that slept with the water polo team, or something like that?" He goes, uh, "No, actually, it was somebody named blah blah blah." And actually, not it was not instead of the team, it was her academic advisor. Uh, I think so. I was making my
3: protein shake. <laughs> my protein shake.
2: Uh, so, anyways, this movie Learned that part, this movie is about this guy named uh, Henry Roth. He's he's kind of a womanizer, you know. He's into the one night stands, into just uh, being with vacationers, so he doesn't have any long term commitment. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, excuse me, he's a veterinarian and works at uh, what appears to be a SeaWorld type of place, uh, or at least maybe an aquarium in Hawaii. I think uh, the whole state of Hawaii is an aquarium. Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) But, you know, he he works with mainly walruses, and uh, he... um, There's a lot of unstudied stuff about walruses under (laughs) walruses. I don't know why I said it like that. Walruses, walruses. Walruses. (laughs) So he wants to work with walruses. Yeah, the first way you said it made
3: me think of a walrus wearing a top hat and a cane. Walruses.
2: (laughs) So he wants to study what they are like under the under the ice because they spend two thirds of their life there, and it hasn't been studied that much. So he wants to take a trip up to Bristol Bay in Alaska. And uh, study study the walruses up there, and so he has a plan. He's building his boat. He's been building it for a while, and you know the boat the boat. You know he's real happy about it until it just falls apart and everything. The sea serpent. It's yeah, called the, the, sea, the serpent. sea serpent. So very he, thoughtful he, in the name. Exactly, and I, boy, you could have come up with a better like, name. Call it I Happy. Feel like that? Wouldn't that be kind of cool call it Happy Madison happy? or something yeah, like or or that? Something crazy. You know, just like something that. To throw. I think that would maybe yeah, t- th- take viewers out of the yeah, take it out of the movie a little bit too much, but. With the so, sea serpent he, yeah so he practices you know making sure that the the, the boat is seaworthy by yeah. by sailing it around the island it breaks down at a random spot he has to end up taking <laughs> it's a break down a, than a breakdown little bit. yeah man that the thing almost yeah, and it gets his wheel goes off he <laughs> ends up having to use a bike tire <laughs> wheel uh later on to replace it or whatever <laughs> anyway so he has to take a little uh he takes his dinghy and uh, his goes dinghy? His dinghy and he goes to shore. Um, while he waits for the coast guard so he goes to this uh uh what is it how how do you have you know, a huku I'd
3: just stop I'd just stop
2: Like I wouldn't even Attempt that So anyways He goes to this cafe
3: this, this this cafe It's
2: a cafe And he uh, He uh, starts staring At this Asian dude He gets real paranoid And he's like Are you staring at me Or her Because you're starting To freak me out No he, he gets this 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 Little light shining In his face He looks over And he sees this woman Holding he's the a- knife Who's shining yeah. The, the, the light in his face And everything And she's just doing Her own thing Just kind of uh, building her little waffle house and everything. And I thought he,
3: that was such a great scene. Like, like when you see, you know, it brings your attention to Drew Barrymore with the with the spoon or fork or whatever it was, you know. But it just it just put a light on Drew Barrymore. Like, like that was a great scene. Like that was the the way it was, um, you know, videoed or. Well, yeah, yeah. You know the know way it mean? was shot, yeah, it, yeah. The way it was
2: shot, it was just great. It was a good scene. In the trailer, it, it it plays the song "Blinded by the Light." Yeah. You know, when it, yeah, when, when the little knife refl- uh, the light reflects off the knife into Sandler's eyes yeah. and everything and then there's like a slow motion shot of just her eyes and everything yeah. looking over at him and everything and yet yeah, she looks gorgeous in it uh-huh. but um so uh, so he, he meets her and kind of flirts with her a bit they talk for a good long time I have a real great first meeting um, and uh, and afterwards you know they go outside and he's like uh, she, she says, "Oh, do you want to have breakfast again?" He's like, "Sure." He goes, "Oh, well, I think, I... yeah, of course, I will be." And yeah. and so you you see, it's the first time like he's like. Smitten actually falling yeah. for somebody like in the first moments, yeah, and she does too. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that's not gonna last, but you know, you could tell in that first meeting, they both fell in love with each other pretty much by the end of the thing because they got out of the parking lot. And she's like, Do you want to meet for breakfast again? And he's like, Oh, sure, you know, I'll be there. And they both go behind the van, and they start dancing, you know, they do their little dances, yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything, and and uh, before, but he goes, Oh my god, and she's like, Oh my goodness, you know, like they just met somebody yeah. who's gonna be huge in their lives uh-huh. and everything and uh and it all goes south from there
3: yeah and just totally disappears for one of them at least
2: so that's the first meeting that's what gets this movie rolling but i want to talk about a scene before that and it's when um jocko's not feeling too well okay and uh he uh <laughs> alexa comes and gets um uh henry and it's like you know, Jocko's Jocko's sick. You gotta come help. So he goes <laughs> and they they try to fix Jocko. And he has Alexa, you know, first dive to the bottom of the barrel, you know, just trying yeah. to give her crap, telling her to go get the temperature of the pool. <laughs> he jumps he's in and everything.
3: This is to go get the ones at the bottom. The bottom.
2: So she has to like dive all the way to the bottom. She don't brings care. it. not Oh, that's good. And then he has her put her <laughs> head by it. And then he threw up. You know, the the walrus threw up. And he and. Uh, she went to go clean it up and he's like,
0: Yeah, high five is right, buddy. I knew you were going to burp, but the vomit thing was awesome. <laughs> That's what she gets reading my roast beef sandwich. <laughs> Willie, did you see that?
3: <laughs> and then she says, This is why I do this job. This is
2: why I do. <laughs> <laughs> to save sea creatures. Like
3: it, it, she was so hilarious in this movie. I mean, she did, you know, like she smiled, I think, once or something, but it was just like. Like she played this role so well, and it was just very, you know, straight-faced comedy gold. You know, with with she didn't have a lot of scenes, but, Especially but again, with uh, Sean Astin oh at the man, end,
2: that was hilarious. It's like, but, Can I feel your muscles and yeah. he flexes as an arm and she we tush. really
3: d- we really do get you know, like if you were to say, okay, Adam Sandler was a star of this. You know, Drew Barrymore was more the, the love interest. So, like, you got Adam Sandler, one, Drew Barrymore, two. I think Rob Schneider was, like, three in this film. You know what I mean? Like, like as many scenes as he had in this film. For being funny. For mean? funny, but, but, you know, also being, like, a main main star of the film in a way. You know, like, he was
2: probably, probably number three on that list. Yeah, and then the dad and the brother. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Blake Clark obviously plays um, Lucy's dad, <laughs> and then Sean. He's Astin.
3: part of the Sandler verse. Uh, yeah. Sean
2: Aston's not not part of the Sandler verse. Uh, I like Blake Clark in Waterboy, where you know, <laughs> I just I was acting like this, and then yeah, you know, there's a point over here, <laughs> you know you never understand what he's saying. He's just no, it's talking guy from, gibberish. Like King of Hill. Yeah, Boomhauer, Boomhauer. That old Dagum taking up a standing uh, over the France and then but, we got old Dagum taking up a fed
3: We find we find a less uh, comedic role. I mean, he's got a couple one-liners on this one, but he he doesn't do a lot of comedy in this film. Who's I that? felt like uh, her dad. You know oh yeah blake just, clark yeah he
2: was kind of playing more a straight person yeah. uh the, the the serious person whereas sean astin that's what i think this is one of his best roles oh, it it's is. one of my favorite roles of his i mean obviously not best in terms of <laughs> academics or whatever you know uh we had we had sarab uh miramont the director uh uh last season who did uh the freemason with uh with sean Aston and you know he got to hear some of the stories that Sean Astin was telling from his Lord of the Rings days yeah. but if I was there I'd be asking him oh, about yeah, Fifty yeah, First yeah. dates you know I'd well, be like look man how did you still, come up with you know. well yeah Goonies but I mean you know you got your Sean Astin stuff I mean you got you know Mikey from the Goonies you yeah. got uh, Sam Wise from Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings and Doug from, from this movie I mean the, these are like these huge roles for me at least Yeah, you know in Stranger Things he's always playing this character that's um that's so iconic but it it doesn't necessarily have to be pivotal to the story but but it's so iconic and it stands
3: out yeah it's almost like he's really this kind of person you know what i mean like like i've ever
2: seen him play a bad guy
3: exactly that's what i'm saying like genuinely he's just a a kind person you know what i mean and 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 everything he does but you know i mean and, and i don't know how much hollywood has to say about that you know what i mean it's like like do they look at Sean Astin said you need to act this way, or is it just he always kind of acts that way? Maybe he's way. got that maybe. face. Yeah,
2: and maybe he's got the maybe. Oh, he he was in Click though, wasn't he? Yes, he was. That,
3: I forgot about that. So there is another uh, Adam Sandler uh, flick that he was in. Oh, he was he was in Twenty
2: Four. He played this yeah, guy named Lynn and he he was kind of a bad guy in that. It wasn't really a bad guy, but he was a nuisance. One yeah. of these. Not a terrorist person, but somebody that always got in the way of Jack doing his job and everything, or the rest of the people at CTU doing their job. And then at the end, he did make a sacrifice, kind of like in Stranger Things type of thing. But... Um. Anyway, oh, spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, but, yeah. But uh, on top of that, he also slapped Alexa with a fish. You know, she's freaking out. He goes, "I'm sorry, I slapped you the fish, but I had to calm <laughs> down. Are you she calm?" And she goes, "She goes, yes. The fish slapped, calmed me down. You know." <laughs>
3: <laughs> but so, it's like it's like like it's who thought goes, of that? Yeah. Like who thought of putting that character in this film to live in Hawaii, work at an aquarium?
2: As an assistant in a way, and be from Germany. Not I, only I, I that, took it. not only that, but the fish slap. But either was it Russia? Or Germany? I don't know. But the fish slap. I mean, that's got to be an Adam Sandler thing. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if I slapped her with a fish? <laughs> but it's
3: like it's like it 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 it's one of those things in movies that you don't think is going to work, but works beautifully. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like oh man, I'm just trying to think of another. Uh, um. Another movie that does that. We got to think of some yeah. some movies that 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 don't you know or things in movies that don't normally work, but for some reason this worked. Having a a German fifty year old woman, probably at most fifty year old woman. I know, she
2: I think she had some good good uh, makeup she, or something because yeah, I think she was actually I know younger. I know, but I
3: mean you look at her and you're like. And and the fact that she, said that she tried to hook up with the girl and
2: it's she's like, yeah, it didn't work out. And didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he said something like, I, "I like the other thing too much."
3: No, but very, very, very impressionable. I yeah, guess you yeah, could say. Yeah, yeah. Her she, character.
2: She likes. She likes the. Uh, the. Anyways. Um, and do you know, you, you know who Spam and Eggs dude was? The cook at the uh, the cafe? He played E. Honda in the Street Fighter yes, movie. Yes,
3: yes, 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 yes. I remember that. And, like, E. Honda got whipped, you know, and then he comes out and just
2: say, just, just... Well, we'll remember, he, him and, uh, I think it was Balrog, yeah. the boxer dude, I think they were getting beat, or at least E. Honda was getting beat, and they kept whipping him and stuff like yeah. that, and he was just like, Taking it,
3: taking eh, whatever. It yeah, but this a, guy. I, doesn't but his role in this movie—it's like one of those things where you want to see more of him in Adam. Sandler Hey, Sanders peanut movies. butter
2: Cubs. <laughs> they call him because butter. The, the, and then Adam Sandler
3: calls him, "Hey, Mister Could Kill Me with One Punch." <laughs> but, but like both of them were like, you know, they, they 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 both were just about as bad as each other. You know what I mean? Like n- neither one of them was just. Adam Sandler's character and his character like you know they were trying to out cool each other and trying to look you know be cooler than the other one. Well, they had bets going and stuff. Yeah, but like like he just both of them were tried to out cool each other but both of them pretty much look like a bunch of children well know, yeah like, they, like, like, like sue too. has
2: to like roll her eyes at them yes. because they have yes. bats and everything that's the only reason he's allowed back in the cafe and not like killed with and a meat cleaver like Forty dollars. yeah and he's like 40
3: dollars
2: but then he wins with the crying and stuff <laughs> he does but bef- the, i can't
3: read so
2: baby. okay before i get to that so whenever he first goes to meet her and he takes the toothpick and yeah. you know helps her out with uh-huh. the door and everything hold me now plays by the thompson twins uh-huh. You know, Hold Me Now. Whoa. Yeah. Hold my heart. Uh-huh. Stay with me. So that was that played in the Wedding Singer. Yeah. So another the 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 movie that she was in before. Uh-huh. So it's the same same two actors and now the same song. Now that played after he got done getting beat up by the old guy at the Red yeah. Wedding. <laughs> at what I call the Wedding the, Singer Red Wedding. The Red Wedding. Um and uh he walks away and he's just like completely he doesn't have anything to, to he doesn't have anybody that loves him. Yeah. Drew Barrymore's got her own fiance. He's been dumped. He's at the bottom part of his life and everything. And this is kind of a good juxtaposition, I guess to that yeah. is 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 seeing, oh, now he has this maybe this new love that mm-hmm. he has um, coming to life with this Drew Barrymore in their yeah. first meeting in this movie. So mm-hmm. I, there's a cool little connection with that song that was in there.
0: you know. Why don't you try this? It's kind of a hinge.
5: Now, why didn't I think of that?
0: Oh, you're too close to the project. Don't be hard on yourself.
5: You're right. Sometimes you need an outsider's perspective.
0: Fresh eye never hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Lucy. Yes, I'm Henry Roth. Nice Nice to meet meet you. It's pretty. Keep up the good work.
5: Wait, I see you're sitting there alone. Um, Do you want to come and sit down?
0: Sure, sure, that'd be great. That's all right.
5: Okay. So are you an architect?
0: I am not, I'm in fish.
5: Oh, that's where the smell is coming from.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was feeding a walrus this morning and I thought I got most of it off of me, but I guess I didn't.
5: I love that smell.
0: No, you don't. Fish don't you like that smell. No,
5: I do. My dad's a fisherman. He and my brother Doug, they go out to sea for months at a time. And I miss them so much while they're gone that when they come back, I I just hold on to them for five minutes each. And they smell just like your hands. It's the best smell in the world.
0: Well, my fingers are available for your sniffing pleasure anytime you need them. <laughs>
3: Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. If somebody comes up and starts messing with my food, sticking toothpicks, even if I'm building a – i am building I could be d- building a dinosaur or something, you know, but if somebody comes and messes with my
2: food, I'm going to look at them like they're crazy. And like, it was I'm, weird I'm because she be okay was okay with it at first, yeah. but then another day when he tried it, she's like, oh, are you from someplace where it's okay to put your <laughs> hands all over somebody's food? But, I mean, I think it's true sometimes stuff like that happens where – You know, you don't like certain things and you don't like people doing this or that, but it doesn't really stand out to you or you don't think about it until certain situations, you know? So I don't know, it was weird that she, you know, that she she, she didn't like it at first, but then she was okay with it. you know, during that first meeting, he's he's actually himself for the first time. Yeah. You know, he doesn't say he's a secret yeah. agent or make up all these things. And he even talks about his dreams and ambitions. You know, uh-huh. talking about the, what, the, what he wants to do with the walruses and go up to yeah. Crystal Bay.
0: <laughs> sea lions are known for their uh, athleticism, and dolphins are known for their intelligence. Walruses are known for their uh, tasks. Their tasks. Uh, also, their male parts can get. Pretty gigantic. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> second biggest out of all the mammals. What's the first? Uh, I think tattoo face.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like
0: you laugh.
5: I like you making me laugh.
1: I hate to break this up, but we're setting up for lunch.
5: Oh, oh okay sorry
2: Sue. So basically he comes back the next day she's like, okay, weirdo get away from me why are you you know why are you coming after me He's talking to her like he knows her he's like, do you you know I was pet my walrus this morning and everything like that and she's of course freaking out she doesn't because
3: she does if you had
2: some random person you've never met yeah. come talking to, I was thinking about you all morning while I was petting my walrus <laughs> and do you want to smell my hands that type of thing That's a little weird. So it really is he, So she gets ex- he gets explained to Sue, the one who owns a diner' like look, she got into an accident a year ago an October 14th, I believe it was, 13th or 14th, and she has this disease now where she doesn't, you know, every time she goes to sleep, her slate is wiped clean.
1: Lucy is a very special person, very different from other people. Okay. About a year ago, Lucy was in a terrible car accident. Her father broke some ribs, but Lucy suffered a serious head injury. She lost her short-term memory.
0: But she can't remember anything? No, 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 no.
1: She has all of her long-term memory. That's a different part of the brain. Her whole life, up to the night before the accident, she remembers. She just can't retain any new information. It's like her slate gets wiped clean every night while she sleeps. Hold
0: on here. This sounds like something I would tell a psycho girl so she would stop calling me. Am I the psycho girl?
1: I wish I was making this up. She has no memory that she ever met you.
0: What about the pineapple chicken thing?
1: She says that every day because each morning she wakes up thinking it's October 13th of last year. She comes here for breakfast because that's what she did on Sundays, and October 13th was a Sunday. She has no idea it's more than a year later.
0: She reads the newspaper, though.
1: It's a special paper her father puts on their porch every night. It's from the day of her accident. He got hundreds of them printed up. Lucy does the same thing. Every
2: day. So now basically it's his mission for the rest of the movie to get her to remember him. so he can be a part of her life and so she can be a part of his life. Um, so he, he he finds different uh, different ways to talk to her because now you know he's followed her home once. Uh, he, the the father said, "Stay away from my daughter." All this kind of stuff. So he has to kind of stay. And so he said, "Yes, I will." And remember, he's keeping that promise. Yeah. This is still yeah. a good person. Yeah. He's keeping his promise to that girl, but he finds a you know a little sneaky way to do it. He's like, "Okay, uh, I'll stay away from the diner, but I'll catch her on the road and stuff." Yeah. So now, but let's go back to the diner with the crying situation.
3: because okay. with that But yeah,
2: of- yeah. So one of the, but I mean, that's after all that. Yeah. But yeah, one of the re- one of the ways he, he 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 you know he makes a bet with the the cook dude. <laughs> And he's like, hey, if I can, you know, if I can get her to let me sit with her and not, you know, get her to go off, then you owe me 20 bucks. And he's like, all right, deal. So he does... Uh, a couple things at first uh, like he'll come over and start talking to her about things and she's like she starts speaking a different language he goes oh yeah. you don't speak English that's <laughs> that's weird and yeah, everything he
3: does know what uh, that she does exactly so. and so
2: he walks away and you know the the cook dude's like laughing and so he owes him 20. dollars he's like 20 <laughs> and then the next time he tries again he's like 40 40 and so he like you know Adam Saylor keeps bombing whether you know drew Barrymore You know, says she has a boyfriend, and yeah, what's his name? uh, I don't remember. Oh my
3: gosh, what did you say? I'm trying to think,
2: but it was uh,
3: man, it was so funny because he's oh Ringo, Ringo and he goes, "Is is is his his last name Star?" Star?
2: She goes, "No, it's McCartney." McCartney.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, she's she's not as. You know, it's it's almost like the entire time But that's right before she gets
2: her, her car towed Right, right And right, right, she right. has a bad moment yeah. and everything But
3: it almost seems like, in a way Because we see that, you know His flirting does work With the scene that we were talking about You know, with the whole crying and saying you can't read and-
5: I wonder what's the matter with him
4: Look like a stupid asshole to me
5: to startle you oh
0: that's all right <laughs> are you okay yeah i'm fine i have a problem with something but
5: is it something that i could help you with
0: no 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 i just can't read
3: you gotta be kidding me. here i can read the oh
0: no 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 no, no 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 thank you i can do this on my own <laughs> appreciate the sentiment i'm gonna get an order of the uh... I
4: need you... Pan.
0: Pan. Who? pan Ka. Pan. Pan-clocks. Pancakes. Okay, I'll
3: have pancakes. She's like, why don't you come over and help me? And then we find out later on when they're walking, he's walking her to their car. He, he, they kind of look at each other like, like almost like he wants to say something to her or ask her out or give her a big fat kiss on her lips, something he wants to, you know, and she's all about it. And then he walks away and then she
2: said, are you for real? Well, it's because she, he had that dream the night before of her saying forever and And ever, ever. yeah, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Or I think it was like the next day and the next day. And and so he, he kind of got that paranoia of being tied down, um, which he didn't mind before, but I guess that, that one girlfriend messed him up about it. And now he also wants to go on his trip. So he just doesn't want to be tied down, Yeah, but so that freaks her out, but. The fact that she knew that he was he was BSing that whole time when he was yeah. trying, she's like, really?
5: Really? That's it?
2: That's what?
5: All that flirting and phony, I can't read stuff, and then you're not even going to ask me out or for my phone number?
0: I can't read.
5: Oh, shut up. That was one of the goofiest things I've ever seen in my life. But I thought, hey, this guy is so desperate to meet me, he might be worth talking to. But then I get stiffed.
0: No, 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 no. This is what happened. I uh
5: Mahalo for the ego boost.
0: You're right. You're right. I feel like uh No worries. I got to I, I I can read a little. I didn't know I came before E. That one I didn't know. I swear. But
3: uh, and, th- and that's what I was trying to get at is I feel like, you know, all these times that she did turn him down, I kind of feel like her character is messing with him too. Like she knows he's hitting on her. You know, and it's almost kind of like she's flirting back because that's the way her character is. Her character's uh, quite goofy no matter what, you know, and, and, you know, naturally quite goofy. She just, she's just basically got one arm tied behind her back, unlike all the other characters in the, in the movie. You know, she doesn't know what's going on, but everybody around her knows what's going on. So she thinks, you know, by saying stuff like that and joking around and whatever that, you know, that she's you know nobody's gonna guess her thoughts and, and her dreams but
2: you know after do you think they fell in love on that first that first time they met when they were dancing and they were yeah, happy yeah. they got to see each oh, other yeah. I think they did I think they it was one of these things they probably didn't realize yeah. like in Wedding Singer or whatever yeah uh, obviously, she didn't realize it, but she, I think, then is when she started dreaming about him. And yeah. I remember, because he said, the, the dad said, "I figured it out." She only sings the Beach Boys song, on, and she only sings on the day she she, she sees you. you. Yeah. And, uh, which is like Sundays. Yeah. Well, I guess every day is a Sunday for her. Well, there's that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, it's just one of these things where, where, uh, I, I, I think it was from the beginning. Now he didn't realize it cause he, he didn't want that commitment, but he kind of did. did. I think, I think he, he quickly did. came around to yeah. her, uh, because well, that's then they kind of started that, dating.
3: That, that front part didn't really make a lot of sense to me because you know, he instantly went from being some player that really was damaged because of some prior girl and then so, you know, he, he's not monogamous at all and then all of a sudden he meets Drew Barrymore and, and literally just totally it's a different side of the coin.
2: So more so the the you're saying that the intro made it seem like he was more of a jackass than he yeah, really yeah, was. Yeah. When you whereas find out he, was, he really isn't. He was kind of a womanizer, but not in a sense where he was taking advantage. It was like no. they were just as aware of it exactly. as he was, but he would he would only date those women yeah. The, the part that made him a jerk only date those women because they would be leaving. Yeah. But does that make him a jerk? Because maybe they're just looking for a one-time island romance or whatever. They wouldn't be talking to their friends and bragging about so, it. Yeah, so yeah, I guess you could say that, that that kind of put him in a bad light.
3: I think it's because his wa- they they wanted to give his wife some screen time.
2: I think it probably put him in a bad light where he didn't need to be in such a bad light but it kind of set us as an audience back on our heels like okay, well this guy kind of seems like a jackass. And you know, made his turn real quick, um, but you know, then it starts all his little, all his little schemes out on the road. Then yeah. you know, all the times that she would drive by this one particular point, yeah, which has got to be like the most famous point of filming in Hawaii with those certain mountains in the background. Jurassic Park did. Lost, Jurassic Park, did. South, Lost was there, all that, and, and like in that same, yeah, that yeah, same yeah. area. And I'd stuff. love to go
3: there one day, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be. Um, A uh, tourist? No, I wouldn't want to be a veterinarian for walruses and go to Hawaii... That
2: doesn't really make a whole hell of a lot of sense. I don't know though, but I mean, that, if, if that exists there, that's a nice job. There. Well, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying things. that I wouldn't yeah. want to do that job,
3: but it, logically speaking, that doesn't really make any sense. Well, I know
2: how much you like animals, and you had yeah. discussed that. Like, you'd want you, you kind of wanted to be a veterinarian. I'm I like, did, Andrew, then you'd have to put people I, down, or you'd put have to put animals down. Holy they crap, put animals down. Not <laughs> at I didn't want to be an assassin. That's you how know? my veterinary practice works. works. I think Jeffrey Dahmer tried to do that too. Yeah, but. No, I. It, it, what was your favorite one of those? The the moments. If it was it when Ula got beat with the bat with the bat. Uh, yeah. Okay, this is her. Start beating me up. Make it look
0: good. Okay, Howley, what how do you think you can come for this island? Eat up, pineapple. Help me! Ow, Not so hard. Make it easy. Trying to bang a will me. Making my sister clean your hotel room. Okay, what does that have oh. to do with this? Relax. Hey, hey, help me, please. Thanks for your Oh! oh. Yeah, that's right, Take it. Oh. That's right. Oh. No, no,
1: no.
4: And
0: that. You got
4: and that. Oh. And that. You got him. You got him. Oh. Enough, enough.
0: Are you okay? Yes, okay, yes. Okay, I'll be right back. Hey, you come here. No, 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 no. I think he's had enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh! you got him
4: Not good enough.
0: he learned his lesson what's your name my name's henry
3: you did good
5: hi sorry i'm in a community watch program and oh you, you crazy, crazy bitch yeah keep running okay.
3: I, I, I think that was that was classic that but it's just been done <clears throat> before i think the the best one was where the dad and the brother show up. And he's tied up. And he's trying to read a newspaper, uh, move on, move on, uh, okay. the cops are already on the way, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. I thought that was just a classically well-played scene because he, he
2: I think when he, he, done, knew he got when caught. He I'm trying to trick my daughter with the kidnapping. I know. Come by the house.
3: Yeah, and see, for me, I don't know, as, as a father of a daughter, I, I might. I, I might have been a little bit more violent, I want to say.
2: You know, I might have been like, it oh, like... it's a good thing you're tied up because now I'm going to beat the crap out of you Because let's come to terms here. That's... Well, now Here's the thing. That he's, gotta... he's stalking her, though. Well, here's the thing. Not not really stalking. Well... It's stalking because of her condition, because she doesn't remember him. So he has yes. all this information that she doesn't have. Right. So, yeah, that gets a little creepy. Now, if it was like a meeting, you know, he's trying to make her fall in love with him. So, like, yeah, it's a good point and everything, but she's also an adult, but then again, she has Brain damage. He's taking so,
3: advantage of the of the situation, and in in turn, I think that's what stalkers do in a way. But right? if
2: her handlers, I say her, because she calls them out on her that family too. or her doctors thought that she couldn't handle herself being alone in the real world, yeah. they would insist that she would be at the home, right? So right. I think that they feel that she's at a level. To be out in the real world and interacting with people on her own, so we, I don't think it's it's yeah I don't think it's a bad thing what he's doing. I think that you know it got a lot better, you I, know I the think, way he went about it. Yeah,
3: but. And, and and again I'm going back to do I'm gonna I want to call this a uh, a Rachel moment. Okay. Okay. Do you really think? That a hospital within her condition, mind you, you know, it's not something like it's just, you know, she loses short term memory here and there. Literally, the slate is wiped clean. I don't think a hospital would recommend her being out on her own or driving for that matter, you know, and but again, this movie wouldn't be this movie if if that was the case well
2: you you couldn't be out and not let her drive because then she'd ask why she couldn't drive right right but that's what I'm saying I mean so if if she probably should have been if she's outside of the hospital you have to let her live some kind of semblance of a normal life right right Otherwise, right. you need to be in the hospital because anything that's out of sorts, which is why the, the, the his, her dad and brother had to do it this way, yeah. anything that's out of sorts has to be explained. Let's call this a Rachel
3: moment. So, every time we bring up one of
2: these, we're going to say this. And by the way, uh, Rachel is my wife. And um, you're talking about the things where you say, well, then we wouldn't have a movie, right? Correct, correct, gotcha. correct.
3: Because, uh, you know, my wife tends to ask that question quite often. I mean, because she, she thinks that movies... She's not really a popcorn eater because she doesn't watch. I mean, it's funny because I'm I'm a huge movie fan. Always have been since I was a kid, right? And I can tell you the first movie I watched at a the theater and everything. But for her, she's not she's not a, a popcorn eater because she really doesn't like watching movies. She likes watching a certain handful of movies over and over again. Yeah, or TV you. shows. Yeah, or TV shows especially, you yeah. know. And and but she she looks at a movie logically, which I don't think a real, real movie fan can look at any movie logically speaking, unless you're a critic. Maybe you know what I mean. Like, like with this movie, especially with all well, Adam Sandler I think movies. she just
2: wants you to explain it to her standards for, for logic, <laughs> for logic. Because again, I
3: don't think that movies. Well, I mean, there's some big questions, questions that she
2: asks where I'm just like, "Why do you care about that?" Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. I'm like, "Why is that an issue? Why are you even thinking about that?" But but so she's, she's
3: always been that way, and and she she wants you to explain you know why people think this way which which is what critics do you know they try to sit there and explain why people
2: yeah and sometimes it's smart and do when thing. she does it and then sometimes i'm like you're just trying to make a big deal out of it <laughs> so calm down and she does that on purpose too. So, by the way the time the time when it's raining and he stops her with the construction cones and all that because the, the, the the on that that's stuff. a little
3: bit ridiculous
2: yeah but i mean when she he says you know are you coming from breakfast you know he's like because uh, she's like yeah i had waffles he's like oh you know what i like to do with this i like to build little houses she has this look on her face where she smiles, and, she, and then she goes, "You do," and then she goes all like, like, like shocked face, and he goes, like "Yeah, she, he eyed. Just, my, it's just my thing." Her facial expression—she's just adorable. Like she, she gets this, this, this look on her face where she like falls for him just in him saying yeah. that. Like she's desperate to fall for somebody or something but, like that. But it goes but to like, her; it hits her hard. It
3: goes to her acting credentials. I mean, it goes to her, her 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 art as an actor. Yeah. I mean, look about it this way, Kate. Okay. E.T. came out in 1982, right? So she has been literally acting. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, there's a lot of actors out there that took breaks. Brandon Fraser took a break. I mean, not probably not up to his no. reasoning, but, you know, actors take breaks, sometimes take permanent breaks. You know, I mean, when's, what, what was an actor we were talking about? I, I want to say there was an actor we were talking about that really doesn't act anymore. Um,
2: well, there's Gene Hackman. Uh, yes yeah yeah when Tom ta- Pesci or Tom Pesci Joe Pesci yeah
3: yeah they, they don't do he's a lot of fil- hardly any films if any at all you right. know I mean especially Hackman I mean I, I can't remember the last movie I've seen him in that's been recent I know uh, uh, uh,
2: Sean Connery he, did he pass away yeah he passed away <laughs> okay but he had he'd quit for a while
3: yeah but but you so. know Drew Barrymore really has not quit acting since ET days and even then we were talking she was doing Movie commercials. I mean, she does come from a little bit of a royalty when it comes to acting, you know. Because um, I think isn't her like she's isn't she related to Spielberg like somehow? Her, no,
2: her she, he just hired her and everything. But I mean, like she's got like grandfathers and yeah, her, her family. The you know they're well embedded in Hollywood, but they're also well embedded. Kind of like Nicholas Cage for drinking and stuff. Yeah, well, oh, I mean, uh, she was that, but... she's at like age like. I think it was age 9 or 11. She yeah. was at Studio 54 yeah. getting drunk on champagne. Uh-huh. So I mean that's what happened with Drew Barrymore when she was a child star. You know, her mother wasn't really didn't really care about the mother-daughter aspect yeah. of it. It was more about the business aspect of it. Didn't care if she was getting drunk mm-hmm. off champagne and doing all these things and she had to go to rehab at like yeah. age 13. Yeah. But can you so, imagine I mean, she has she's had a life.
3: Exactly. She's had a life and she's been doing it for 40 plus years now. Yeah. I mean literally been That has been her life, you know, and it goes, it shows in every movie she does. Santa, I, I don't think you've seen, have you seen Santa Clarita Diet yet?
2: Yeah, I've seen a few episodes of it. That
3: She's phenomenal in that show. I mean, it doesn't matter. She can, she's one of those actresses or actors in general that can cross over to TV and cross back into movies, cross over to TV, cross back into movies. I mean, and, and, and. You know, do do all kinds of stuff. Like she did, she did some stuff with uh, Tom Green. Remember when Tom Green was like at the pinnacle of his career, or when whatever,
2: he, when she married
3: him. Yeah, when she married him. But but she would do stuff with Tom Green. You know, and and things like that. But it was just like it goes to show how how much of a phenomenal actress. I mean, like you know, you're seeing actresses that it took them to the. You know, look at Helen Mirren. Right, mm-hmm. it took her till she was like maybe sixty until she was extremely well known. Well, you know,
2: Alan Rickman didn't start acting until he was forty. Steve Carell he was too, like forty or forty-one when he said. Well, Steve Carell had been well, around movies, for a while though, I'm saying but he didn't blow general. up. Yeah. yeah, until he was in yeah. his late thirties, forties, and stuff. But, so.
3: but I mean, all these people are phenomenal actor actors, just like Drew Barrymore, who is who he, does it better than some of these Academy Award actresses. But the thing is, is with Drew Barrymore. Is comedy is definitely her niche. You know what I mean? Like that comedy, romantic comedy. She's, comedy. she's good
2: at the you know rom coms. She, she is. Fever pitch and this well, movie. And, and that's and... why
3: her Adam Sandler works so well because Adam Sandler is very good. At, this works. He's the king of fart jokes.
2: Well, yeah. You know this works. This movie works because they're absolutely perfect for each other, and it's like overwhelmingly sweet and cutesy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit more about yourself.
2: Okay.
0: Well, I've won over seven all-you-can-eat chicken wing contests. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And I'm a ballet dancer, but only in my bathroom. <laughs> no. what do you want to know?
5: Um... Do you love me? Hmm. I didn't mean to put you on the spot or anything. I was just asking more for informational purposes as to keep the video up-to-date as possible. Sure. <laughs>
0: Love is a very loaded word. (laughs) Um, Let's see, I, uh, I go to this restaurant every morning and I see you there reading and I love you very much. Probably more than anybody could love another person.
5: How do I feel about
0: you? You're excited about the chicken wing thing, and uh, you've been dying to make out with me for quite some time now.
2: Feeling better now?
5: Nothing beats a first kiss. (laughs)
2: Well, I, I would I'd say her, their characters work because of that too, because, yeah. you know, with her, it's hard to, it's hard to get a sense of somebody within a day, right? Even, even if you interact with each other all day, it's still hard to get a, a good sense of somebody, but, and for her, that's like every day with, with the Henry character. She's, she has to get a sense of him every day, but if you meet somebody that's, exactly in line with you and it's that that's that that person that's like the one person in the world that's right for you that's exactly right for you you know what i mean yeah it's it it, it gets to, it gets to i, I don't know it, it's 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 hard to explain it, it's one of these things where where they're they're absolutely perfect for each other and um and it wouldn't have worked this romance in the movie wouldn't have worked if if he couldn't make her laugh with just random things that she said yeah. because he'll just say something random jokey and everything and she thinks it's adorable or cute just you know in that moment and everything yeah. so so it's 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 hard to do that with somebody too like everything you're saying is clicking with that person It's making them laugh and is yeah. endearing yourself to that person and he's able to do it because they're exactly perfect for each other. yes yeah. their characters are. Well, so.
3: have you ever? Uh, I I've, I haven't looked into this, but have you seen what uh, Drew Moore, Barrymore has said about acting with Drew uh, with uh, Adam Sandler? Mm-hmm. I don't know either. I, I'm gonna have to look so,
2: that up. She said something about, uh, you know, obviously they said that they want to grow old acting together yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I still Which think could work. I still think Adam Sandler looks at her completely differently than any other romantic oh, interest yeah. Yeah. that he's ever done. <clears throat> it's just uh, that's that's how it is for me. But well,
3: you look at a lot of like I mean, how but how many child actors have done what she's done? You know, she's she's. I'd have to put her on par with being the queen of 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 child
2: actors. Yeah, I mean, she's su- successful as a you know seven or eight year old and E.T. Yeah. or however old she was as she is now in her forties. You yeah. know, probably late forties now, and yeah. and and now she's got her own talk show.
3: Yeah, well, you know, and look I don't at, know if you've seen the
2: talk show, no. but it's pretty cool because she uh, usually it's like a lot of like reminiscing type stuff. Like, yeah. she'll get Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu on yeah. there. She'll get Jimmy Fallon on there. She has Adam Sandler on there many times.
3: But this is what I'm saying. I mean, that the
2: it doesn't Steven Spielberg. Yeah, got, what she touches like is Zoom gold. Film. I mean,
3: there's literally. I mean, I'm sure there's some some flicks that that were kind of questionable, like that one where she was like a runaway or something back in the ni- early '90s. I, th- I want to say she, it's where she got that iconic uh, pixie cut with the. I'm wearing, pretty sure
2: that's Boys on the Side. Yeah, me. Yeah, I about. think so. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah but it's it, you know she's the the hippie child. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's what she coined. Really. Long story short, suffice
2: it to say. Drew Barrymore is an amazing personality, yes. an amazing person, an amazing presence, and definitely is one of these people that belongs in Hollywood. You know, you yeah. have some people that ah, eh, they can do other stuff or whatever. Yeah, this 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 woman, she belongs in Hollywood, yep. and and she does amazing things. Um, well, and the only
3: does. reason I went off on Barrymore B is because you know I I didn't really touch on that right. so much. You know, with wedding singer, but it's just because we this is this yeah. is our Adam Sandler. Um, Month, right. you know, and, and, you know, yeah, we got to talk about Adam Sandler, but you just can't
2: talk about Adam Sandler without Drew B. No nope. nope, you can't. They they go hand in hand there, and guaranteed, there are going to be movies going on there. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Adam Sandler's already said he's looking for their next movie together. Yeah. Anyways, I, I wanted to get back to this real quick um, because her condition is perfect for this type of yep. character. And this is why I think they needed to show that montage of girls at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's because, um, You know, he is always this person uh, that would be with a girl and then send her on her way. She Mm -hmm. had a great time. She maybe even fell in love with him. But he is, what do you call, hit it and quit it type of thing where he was, you know, send her on her way and move on to the next. And he wouldn't remember her and forget about her. So um, Drew Barrymore, her uh, Lucy character in this movie, her condition is like a karma for him. You know, it's like, it a, is. A, I, it's, I like that. It's like a mirror that. of how he lived, you know, instead yeah. of him forgetting the ladies, he wooed and moved on the next I like day or that. whatever. I never
3: thought about it that
2: way. Yeah. So uh, now someone he actually falls hard for and wants to be with. Leaves, she doesn't remember him. Leaves him every night. Yeah. Quote unquote. And, uh, every night and morning he's left pining for the girl he fell for just like these people that are talking at the beginning and then the cycle begins again because he's in love with her but she she has no idea well, well
3: she comes up with the perfect explanation of this movie and, right? he,
2: and he she even has a, an excuse that like in the beginning he said this sounds like something I would tell a girl. Yeah. He hasn't even, uh, she even has an excuse that's given to him where he's like, is this real? Which I'm sure some of the girls that he's given excuses say, uh, is this a real thing? Yeah. You know, that
3: type of thing. But she, she, I think the one line that she said in this movie perfectly describes this movie. Basically saying, you know, I want to meet the guy that makes me fall in love with him every day.
2: Every day. And that's the point of the movie. You know, I, I wrote in here, the point of the movie is that you have to make an effort in a relationship yep. and in a marriage. Yep. You have to keep trying. You have to keep loving like it's the first time you met. You exactly. have to treat every day like you're trying, to, like like you want that person to know yep. you love them, like you want that person to love you back. That's
3: the epitome of a rom-com. It's the epitome of a rom com.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like a lot of rom coms, it could be about magical things and everything. But that's what rom. Yeah, you're right. there, That's what rom coms should be about. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, it again.
3: Her line that that's my favorite part of the movie. I'm going to say that right now because I'll forget it, and and I shouldn't forget it. But i yeah, you know, as Drew Barrymore does, I, I forget things. So, um, but just saying, you know, meeting you know f- meeting a person and f- and making basically fall in love with you every every day. You know, is the true definition of this film, I, I feel like. And and you know, it, it is teaching you a lesson if you don't if you're not paying attention. And and Matt just said it perfectly with, you know, that's that's what you should be doing every day. Every day, day in, to day make out. The effort. You gotta make the effort. And not one of us is perfect on that. You nope. know, and, and every single one of us is guilty of doing that, getting complacent, you know, and you can't be complacent. I mean, it's, look it's, at the, look where they were at. They were in the most one of the most beautiful places in the world. Yeah, and and for them to be in the one of the most beautiful places in the world, and not be you know not be visitors, not be tourists, but you know people that live in the most beautiful place in the world. You know, one of the most beautiful places in the world. I would
2: have wanted to go make this movie just to go spend. Oh, a couple absolutely, weeks in Hawaii.
3: You know, it's like it's it's almost like you know they some of these actors should pay. The producers and the directors and the studios, I think it's money been to, said to too here. that, that like, yeah,
2: I think it's been said that like all Adam Sandler movies have like such great locations, like they're always like real beautiful places, whether it's Massachusetts and yeah, they, Hubie yeah. does Halloween oh, or, yeah. or Hawaii. I think he's done Hawaii a couple times, yeah. like just go with it with and, Adam and, and, Jennifer Aniston. And, and, and like and we that. always
3: say, you know, the scenery is a character in a movie, you know, in this movie, and you know, that's not the case with every th- single uh film that we watch but definitely in a lot of the adam sandlers i mean he does tend to stay a lot on the east coast you know in the same area and i mean that's just where he's from that's where he knows you know him coming down to texas to do uh to do a comedy it's very unlikely you'll see him do something like
2: that hey you never know i mean i uh, maybe the ridiculous six maybe that was supposed to be in texas or something or maybe new mexico i don't know yeah um is Drew Barrymore the only one Adam has ever sung to in a movie, like wrote a song to? Because he's done it twice now. In *The Wedding Singer*, we had growled with you, and in this one, we had Forgetful Lucy. All
0: right, I just wrote this, so go easy on me. <laughs> that
4: was the place where at first I. We liked each other right away But you didn't remember me the very next day <laughs> Forget that It's got a nice caboozie <laughs> I used to trick you into pulling your car over so we could chat But my favorite time was when you beat the shit out of Ulu with a bat <laughs> Drove up to see Dr. Keats And found out why Doug always has to change his sheets Forget Lucy Cracked her head like Carrie Busey But I still love her so And I'll never let her go Even if while I'm singing this song She's wishing I had Jocko, the walrus, and shlong. <laughs> Forget
2: I don't, he, I don't think he's ever written a song for any other romantic Leaves in any of his other movies. Not that but I can. Hey, don't get me started on Drew Barrymore again, okay? But I'm just saying that, that, that that's that's another one of those things. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a thing where he's always you know he didn't do it in Blended, yeah, which kind of I felt like broke the tradition. But yeah. I think he's I think she's the only one that he'll sit there and get a guitar yeah. and actually plays to during the movie. You know maybe Jimmy Fallon did it in Fever Pitch, but but we get we get a lot of great movie,
3: we get a lot of great music in this film just. Just like we did in a lot of his previous films, you know what I mean. He he, if you notice, he doesn't ever do this, a lot of newer was probably music.
2: This this mu the music in this movie because they took all like these popular songs like the Thompson Twins. They t- yeah, they, they took a couple others and a they, lot of Beach Boys. They turn them into steel drum songs. Yeah. You know these these tropical Hawaiian or tropical or Hawaiian sounding music. Yeah, where I think steel drums though are more like the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And less Hawaii, but I don't know. It 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 works because a lot of the, the 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 steel drum sounds. It's it reminded me of like uh you know the ones that are in True Romance and yeah. stuff when I was listening to it. and I was yeah, like, oh, that was oh, a lot of these darker tone, tone in that one yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, but you know
3: I, I thought one of the most ridiculous things in this film, besides you know all his films are are somewhat ridiculous in one way or another. Right.
2: But the fact that this per- seems like the most ridiculous outlandish plot though. And it actually ends up being the one that's like really close to, you know, pretty much much exactly right. Yeah.
3: But I think the most ridiculous thing in this, this, okay, her dad and her brother were fishermen, right? Mm -hmm. They probably had the best
2: house on the whole island. I don't know. There was a well, there was a wide I mean, shot of it house. where all like the roofs were all rusted and crappy. But Bro, I mean, a lot of I'm not, I'm not a so lot much, of shore houses are like yeah. that because you have the salt. Water and
3: I'm not and physically saying. I mean, like the actual house, but where the house
2: was. Oh yeah, I mean the house, the the dock, and everything that was obviously somebody who that had been like a forty
3: fifty million dollar home.
2: Either that or it's a least. legacy house. Yeah. it's one of these legacy houses that have been there for years and years and years. And now that the property value is up, they could sell yeah. for tons and tons of money if they wanted to. Yep. But they like their, you know, they got their nice little piece of land there. Because right we we, we do
3: find out, like, uh, what in that uh, George Clooney film, right? That there is royalty in the Hawaiian culture, right? You know, and 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 in the descendants, yeah, the descendants, and and you know, it's it's very, uh, very, very uh, set up royalty. I mean, it's a very set up royalty system in 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 the state. You know what I mean? Even though it's one of the you know, as part of the United States is still, there's a royalty set up there, you know, and you would think that, you know, people that have been living there their entire lives would have a house like that yeah. and on that plot of land where it's like uh, these fishermen that barely probably make, I mean, look at the vehicles they drive, things like that. I mean, this is, this got to be a $40, 50 When home. you have a lot
2: of, like, uh, um...
3: Uh, I'm not saying rich, uh, fishermen can't be rich. I mean, let, no, let no, no, but I, I'm there.
2: saying I think you have a lot of, um, you, you have a lot of, uh... Do you want to say it um native people yeah there that won't sell the land for any no. amount of money no. because a lot of a lot of the population believes that hawaii should not be a part of the u.s it should be that, its own country yeah that, that it which should separate it and everything which is like like it should and i don't know if it should i maybe it should yeah. it's i mean obviously you know the u.s wanted for strategic reasons and all yeah. that kind of stuff but um it's I don't know. That, that's that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, over, yeah, yeah, but we, we can get into. But you know, but I
3: just thought that was kind of ridiculous. And I was like, man, I, I'm gonna go become a fisherman in Hawaii and, know, right uh, and buy a, a a gorgeous retirement that's home. That's gotta be like
2: handed down or something. Or something. something you, got this, you know, this, this this white family that's there. That I mean, obviously, it's not a legacy yeah, property yeah. or anything like but that. But I mean, that, so. that even
3: you know, I thought one of the coolest places was that cafe. You know, I mean, I I think I felt right like if I lived there. there. I would live in that cafe. I mean, I'd go there every I go, day. Yeah, I'd go there and eat breakfast. Oh, yeah. Go there, eat breakfast. Is that's and a I real place. Spam.
2: Can you imagine <laughs> how packed that is all the time, yep. either by tourists that want to visit it or whatever. Did you
3: see the advertisement place, uh, placement
2: in this oh, movie? Oh, man. I meant to look out for that. Well, I saw Spam. It's spam. It's and the Reese's Spam choices. Yep. The- and then there you have all the cans of Spam that are in the kitchen behind him, and then all the ones uh-huh. in the box where Doug's uh-huh. like, I love Reese's and Spam. Can I have it? yeah and 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 sure i i I know
3: somebody uh i know a plumber he was uh he lived in hawaii he was from hawaii and uh the the food there it's i'm gonna get yelled at for this but not knowing the name of it but it's basically like a reverse sushi okay so you've got the chicken and you've got the rice uh, sitting on each other or not the chicken but the spam and the rice sitting on top of each other and then it's uh and then there's it's weird the way it's set up it's not rolled up like a like a piece of sushi it's just it's like a little patty and oh man i wish but it's so so good because spam is a huge huge uh thing in hawaii yeah canned pork you know it's like it's like who would that'll think, last forever yeah yeah i, I have mean,
2: spam in my kitchen i think that i bought like two or three years ago yeah. and i still got another two or three years yeah. left. And, you know, because we do, I think we talked about this with the whore and heels uh-huh. girls because, you know, they hate spam or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, man, there's so many there's so spam. many things you can do with it. All right. So I just want to talk about a few things real quick because uh, this is going to be a long episode. Um, two scenes with Drew Barrymore. Now, I've talked about, like, you know, whether or not you're attracted to her or whatever. I think she's amazing no matter what. My now, wife's a blonde, so. two yeah. two two scenes that I was just actually, oh, my God. God, she is just drop get drop dead gorgeous. Okay, the one where you know he's like, I've never seen you in the evening light. There by that tree that she had wrecked on uh, oh, with yeah. her dad, and yeah. they, it was in the evening. And the way that he goes, he even says, you know, I've never hung out with you in this light. The way that high, light hits you, it's just. And then it, it cuts to a shot of her.
5: Wow, look, the bark is healing. You're
0: gonna get there. And I never hung out with you in the afternoon like this. And this lighting, man, oh, man, you look disgusting. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, I don't know how you get me to fall for that egg-shaped head every morning.
0: Oh, all I have to do is slide on my designer jeans and just kind of wiggle in front of you. You go nuts. I couldn't I
5: have met you one day before the accident?
0: Don't worry. Because if you hung out with me for more than one day, you'd realize I'm a bore.
5: Oh, well, I have news for you. Yes? It takes less than one day.
0: You know something that hurt?
3: Your damaged temporal lobe is causing me pain, and I'm going to get you for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it,
3: it didn't really fit the movie, I think. I felt and like he's it was like, like a, he's uh, like,
2: oh, it's just disgusting. And it's yeah. funny, because she is absolutely gorgeous. But it's one of these beautiful scenes yeah. that you don't really see yeah. in Adam Sandler movies. I think Hawaii has a lot to do with that. I'm oh, sure yeah. you can find many different places, but for an Adam Sandler movie, you know, you, you really got to get that beauty going because, you know, otherwise it's going to be a lot of fart yeah. jokes and everything. Yeah. But there's just something different about this movie. though so that scene, and then the scene where she says goodbye to him and she's standing in the rain yeah. and, she you know, she sweeps her hair back yeah. and they have that one last kiss and then he drives away. Oh, my God. That was a good scene. It was really, really good, good but it's you know, one of these, like, classic scenes or whatever. But yeah. the way she's standing there in the rain, though, like that, I'm like, yeah, forget it's about just, it. It's just
3: it's such a it's it's that, that was such a good scene, too, because it was just, like, you felt the pain in that scene. You know
2: what I mean? Like, you felt... And how they were making out, and, like, she wanted to keep going, but he couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. Knowing she was all right with it, because she knew she was going to forget yeah. about it in the morning. So she was, like, making out with him and stuff. He had to stop. Yeah. And you could see it, and this is from Adam Sandler, and like yeah. I said, we, we, he's done good things. But, I mean, in an Adam Sandler-type movie, uh-huh. he had to stop and pull himself away and, and not even yeah. look at her and get yeah. in the truck, because... He couldn't, he couldn't continue yeah. with that last, it was too much it, for him. I like going really back, good. I like the way Adam Sandler sets
3: up these particular scenes. Um, he did, like I, I talked about it in Wedding Singer, how he didn't just drag out the depression side of the of the movie, you know, you know, where, where, you know, Wedding Singer, like, you know, he, she turns Do him you down at the me? altar. No that
2: sucks but but
3: but that's what i'm saying like he doesn't he doesn't really drag out the depression scene for for you know 30 minutes out of the movie where you're just like okay let's get back to the happiness let's get back to the happy because you know this is this is this is becoming super depressed again you know you know how some movies will do that they'll just drag out the depression part of the scene and you're just like Wow, this is a waste of my time for the rest of this movie until it starts getting better. Yeah, you know, and that's what he did with this
2: too. I mean, yeah, you saw him that he was what down movie was and was that, that we talked about. Where it's like, like, look, we get that he's he's. You don't have to harp on the depression part of it. Oh, we, but we wasn't it the King said. of Staten
3: Island or something? Or I can't remember uh, what it was. No, I
2: thought it was an Adam Sandler movie. Like,
3: like it could have been. It was wedding singer, remember? Because he was so depressed, but it, it didn't. They didn't. Oh yeah, she, when it, yeah. Because he was singing
2: miserably and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, like Adam Sandler plays miserable very yeah, well. He does. Let him play it. Don't yeah. harp on it, and yeah. then move on. Yeah, I yeah. And, said that and, and I like
3: the way Adam Sandler does that in his movies. You know, you don't get to that point where, because again, you know, watching Punch or Dog Love, you know, at the first you're just like, oh, it's, it hurts to see Adam Sandler like this. You know like, what I mean? Just it's like so
2: uncomfortable. And, oh, oh man. Yeah.
3: You know, you know, I was thinking about this. You know who, who, what actor does it very well? Where it's it's awkward, but it's not to the point where you're just like, oh, is is Steve Carell like, especially in The Office? Like, I mean, there's scenes where I'm just like, cringy, but it's not so to the point where it's like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. You know, it's like cringy. Okay, now we're good. What do you think
2: of Dan Aykroyd in this movie?
3: I thought this was probably one of Dan Aykroyd's. Ser- only serious roles, like where, where he, he was kind really... of a serious person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he
2: does joke around. You know, but he does mean, the, he does the with... walrus joke, and then he does the wet dream jokes with Doug and everything. You know, get off the juice. Yeah, he'd be like, notice the overreaction. Get yeah, Doug lay off the juice. But then
3: again, he wasn't. He wasn't like like he wasn't Tommy Boy. He wasn't like he was in. Uh, in a lot of the movies he does, even with Adam Sandler, he was he was a little bit more serious in this one. Yeah. You know, I mean, he he would he did make a c- couple jokes, but it wasn't like like make you laugh. I mean, it was ha. And you did know, you get kind of the thing. connection
2: of the, for Tommy Boy through this? Um, <clears throat> besides Dan Aykroyd, uh,
3: what was his name? Maybe it was his name or something.
2: Uh. So the name of the institute is Callahan Institute. Oh. And they actually talk about it in the movie. Callahan Institute is funded by the Callahan Institute, which is primarily funded by Callahan Automotive parts. Uh. So if you remember Tommy Boy, he his family was the or his business his dad's business was the Callahan Auto Parts and yeah. everything. And Dan Aykroyd was in that movie as well. So they were able to bring the whole you <laughs> I know catch as far that. as Adam Sandler being that. best friends with Chris Farley and then bringing Callahan and and Dan Aykroyd into this to mix it all up yeah. and to, you know okay you know like that's kind of a shout out this is to you yeah. Chris Farley type of thing. He seemed I,
3: very I... very like uh, his character in Ghostbusters I thought Dan Aykroyd did you know I mean just very you know the scientist you know kind of kind of yeah. to him
2: yeah and uh, what did he say at the house. Besides the uh, – I can't remember what he said besides – but, yeah, he was kind of more just affable, just kind of playing along with everybody out of his own little jokes every once in a while. He mentioned that this thing was called Goldfield syndrome. That's not a real thing. Yeah. That doesn't exist. Yeah. It may have just been part of the joke whenever he said, you know uh, – what did he say? Um, oh, he couldn't publish his findings because he kept forgetting and she started yeah. laughing he goes Oh, I see your humor is still intact so maybe that was supposed to be a joke because okay. there's no such thing as Goldfield syndrome yeah. um, there is is a real thing called enterograde amnesia which they could have mentioned yeah. but they made up one I don't know. for whatever reason uh, but I just thought that was that was really interesting but I like having it, it, it's good having him as a presence he doesn't have to be centered on him but it's it's nice to see Dan Aykroyd yeah. every once in a while and, and it's maybe funny, that's a childhood thing and, and plus you
3: know Adam Sandler I mean again he he's he's very dedicated to his Saturday night live alums you know and Dan Aykroyd just happens to be uh an alum you know a prior generation to Adam Sandler but you know it, it just it's classic the way he brings it you know it's almost like you feel like Adam Sandler's got a lot of best friends yeah you know what I mean like these guys have to be extremely close for like him. caramel. Like Peter
2: Dante. Yeah. Again, in this role, another one that makes me laugh. And he's like, dude, she she doesn't know who you are, brah. And he goes, oh, yeah, I suck at this job.
3: I just kind of feel like he just does the same character in <laughs> every it's single still, film. But
2: it's still fresh and funny every time. It, I don't know why. Be- or whenever he comes back in, they're like, hey. Can we help you, sir? Yes, I have an appointment. What's your name?
0: My name um um dude he forgot his
3: name i feel bad for him
0: just go on up sir and good luck with that memory problem
3: yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) and and it's funny because i think you're you're like with Peter Dante as I am with Alan Culver, like everything he does in every single role, but, but both those people kind of play close to the same character yeah. every single film.
2: Yeah, Peter Dante is funnier to me. Alan Culver is a little on the nose sometimes. See, it's totally opposite for me. You
3: like yeah. Alan Culver? I like him because, again, he plays a lot of the same roles, but I mean, the guy
2: looks like he's having fun the entire time. Yeah, they they had a uh, they did a redo back in October, I think. Um, Adam Sandler was on the Drew Barrymore show, the talk show and everything. But he called her up, FaceTime her with a little ukulele, and she had a blonde wig on. (laughs) And so they're like, oh, hi, Henry. He goes, hey, Lucy, this is Henry. I'm your husband. We've been married for about 30 years now or whatever (laughs) it is. He's like, we're going through something called the coronavirus, uh, uh, you know, whatever. He's talking about, you know, there being an epidemic and all these different things that are happening. And then 10 Second Tom, Alan Covert comes in, calls in. He look, he's looking old and everything but you know he does his little spiel yeah. and everything but it's kind of a cute little thing yeah um real quick getting into the the, the you know, wrapping this stuff up um you know we talked about how at the beginning we talked about the intero grade, uh amnesia it, it's you're still storing memories you just can't access them mm-hmm. right so Another part of this movie where you know it all sounds made up, but this is actually a very accurate movie, mm-hmm. is the paintings she does at the end. Yeah. You know, first of all, can we get over how adorable that th- scene was when they're that falling asleep? As- well, it was. Well, when they're falling asleep in bed together, and he oh, tells okay. he tells her, "I love you." Like they're both just trying to keep their eyes awake because uh-huh. they know as soon as they fall asleep, this day is going to be over, yeah. and he has to start yeah. over again, and she has to start over again. I can't
4: fall asleep.
5: I'm not sleeping. I'm just closing my eyes.
0: I'm going to go downstairs.
5: No, no. I'm just resting.
2: and so he's like like desperately they're sitting there talking and she he's like okay i'll go downstairs and she goes no wait you stay a little longer and he, and then he just very softly he's like you know will you marry me and she and that's when she first opens her eyes looks at him and she goes of course i'll marry you yeah and everything and you know he's all so i thought that was uber sweet and everything but yeah that that moment at the end where you know lucy he's coming through and he's like yeah. do you do you know who i am she goes no and he's like that sucks <laughs> And, uh, you know, she goes, um, what's your name? And he's like, Henry. And she goes, can I show you something? Yeah. And then we see all the paintings. So that, I think, shows that she fell in love with yeah, him. Yeah. Lucy!
0: Lucy! Lucy Whitmore, can I ask you a question? Do you have any idea who I am? No. No? That sucks.
5: What's your name?
0: I'm Henry.
5: Henry. I want to show you something. Will you come with me? Oh, yeah. This is my studio. Wow. you are, Henry. But I dream about you almost every night.
0: Why? What would you say if I told you that notebook you read every day? Used to have a lot of stuff about me in it.
5: I would say that that makes a lot of sense.
0: You erased me from your memories because you thought you were holding me back from having a full and happy life but you made a mistake being with you is the only way I could have a full and happy life you're the girl of my dreams and apparently I'm the man of yours
5: Henry it's nice to meet you
0: Lucy it's nice to meet you too
2: And you know, she it shows that she was storing those memories and that she was remembering. You know, because there's the joke throughout the whole yes. thing. I, I wish we I would have known you a day before the yeah. I would have met you the day before the accident. Right. And he's like, you say that all the time and everything. And uh, first kiss, you yeah, say that all yeah, the time. Yeah, the, the the nothing like a first kiss and everything. But you know, it's it's. He almost seemed annoyed the last time she said that. Yeah. He's like, he's you know, like, like, come uh, on. Now. But it's so sad. And so beautiful at the same time. You know, it's like, you know, she's obviously in love with the guy and he's obviously madly in love with her. Um, And even though there's this illness keeping them apart, it shows that even if they have to keep waking up every morning for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. with her not remembering him... She'll still know him. Yeah. She'll still trust that he's telling her the truth. she'll She'll still be able to give him a good morning kiss ten minutes after watching the video, like she did at the end. You know, and to be okay with it, knowing that easier. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like she doesn't know who he is, but she does. She, she, she doesn't know him by sight or whatever, but she feels him. Mm -hmm. And you know, if this was a tragedy, I think what she'd do is she'd write something bad about him in her journal. You know, how Mm -hmm. she erased everything by taking everything of. Knowing that he would try to maybe come back after she had forgotten it, she'd write something bad so that she truly stayed away from him and truly let him live and was like, right. I mean, that would be like a horrible tragedy. Oh, yeah. Don't you think that's what somebody would do if they truly wanted you to erase you? Because you could erase somebody all you want, but they can just come back and do the same thing mm-hmm. they did before and meet you again for the first time yeah. or whatever. But I thought, you know, that's that's the, the horrible part of me thinking like, Oh, I wonder how you could make this a tragedy. Yeah. Like you could really make this a tragedy if, you know, she wrote an awful thing about him yeah. that he could never get past. Uh, you know, like 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 so, I don't know. It'd just be interesting. Yeah. It'd yeah. be terrible, but it's it'd different. be interesting. Yeah. So anyways, uh did you enjoy this movie? I love this movie. I love this movie. This is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. It's my favorite rom movie. Yeah. I've had others and stuff, and I'm sure we'll do lists of those and everything, but but just last night I decided it was my favorite, or the night before last, it was my favorite uh, rom-com. I just enjoy it so much. Yeah. The music's amazing. The uh-huh. scenery's amazing. The actors in it are amazing. Yeah. It's just a fun movie. It's, it's it's a sweet movie, a sickly sweet movie. Yeah. And it doesn't have the ending that you would expect it to, right? No. Did you, the first time you watched it, did you expect that she was going to, flash and then be able to remember him one morning suddenly. Maybe not everything else, but she'd be able to remember him. No, but, I mean, they they just wanted to make it a pretty sweet ending, you know. and, and But, I mean, that's still complicated. Most Hollywood movies would have made her remember by the end and then they live happily ever after. But this movie leaves the complication there. Yeah, well, they, they have to keep that there because, think about it, the movie would
3: just, you couldn't watch it again with it, uh, with it being make any sense, I don't think.
2: But, I mean, if she, she might have remembered a day or remember two days just with him yeah. but doesn't remember anything else yeah. you know so it, it could have done that that would have been like maybe a more satisfying okay well now at least she has memory of him mm-hmm. but this one with the painting that they had at the, the paintings that they had in the at the end it shows that she her singing sh- the she lilies knows him. Yeah, even yeah. though she doesn't know him she knows yeah. him you know and yeah. so it made her feel better about it. anyways we go on and on about it this is a great movie. Um, this is one of the higher rated Ebert uh reviews of Adam Sandler's which I'm glad about because um it deserves it. Yeah. Um, it's also very um it's 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 not as jokey and quippy as a lot of Adam Sandler yeah. movies where they're just a bunch of throwaway jokes, but there is a good amount in them to where it feels like an Adam Sandler yeah. movie. Yeah. But it also is a very sweet rom con uh, Anyways, we suggest this movie. Uh, definitely go watch it if you get a chance. It's on Netflix right now. Um, I don't know if it's on anything else like Hulu or anything, but I know Not it's on free. It's a, yeah, it's it's quote unquote free on Netflix. So uh, go watch it there, uh, or any other time you see it on TV, whatever it may be. Watch it right in the middle of the movie. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic movie, <clears throat> guaranteed to make you sick from from the sweetness of it.
0: Do you? take this woman to be a lawfully wedded wife, to have and to hold, from this day forth, as long as you both shall live? I do. Really? Even though in, like, 10, 15 years, she could possibly let herself go, and then, like, sex could be, like, nauseating for you. What are you not? Your wife's right over there.
1: i just kidding, Mumu. <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife.
2: Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us we're on all social media at The Post Credit Podcast except for on Twitter we're at The Post Credit our email address is thepostcreditpodcast at gmail.com we have a website it's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com we're also on YouTube Um, we appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us through this Adam Sandler month we had a blast doing it I'm glad that you suggested it I think we had a real good time doing it we got our top tens out of the way we got most of the movies we like out of the way um, and next week we have The Mummy coming we're going to be talking about The Mummy and The Mummy Returns um, so stick with us on so
3: we'll, we'll do The Mummy and then we'll return to do Mummy Return
2: no we're going to we're going to do both of them in the same episode because I know you're like me like I wanna talk if I'm talking about the first one, yeah. I wanna talk about the second oh, yeah. one too. Yeah. And I don't want to be hindered. That's why we don't do like individual episodes. We could probably get more listens out of that. But I'd prefer to just talk about them together. And we can't we can't I a full
3: conversation. And the reason we won't do part three is because you can't do the Brandon Fraser mummy without Rachel Wise. You just can't do it. And
2: I know you like him, but I've never been a fan of Jetly. So it's I do like It's Li. just one
3: of these things. So. But again,
2: you can't have a mummy
3: movie. Out. No, and I felt yeah, that doesn't was, make sense. I think it was
2: so separate. I think they should have stopped at returns. Agree. I know a lot of people don't like Mummy Returns, but I do. Yeah. But um, yeah, right. uh, that that CGI rock at the end that yeah. was a little different. But uh, so yeah, stick with us uh, next week. That's what we're going to be diving into, and then after that, we'll have our uh, our season finale. So um, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. And throw me a
4: bone. bluebus fly